I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I see them on the block when I pass. It's looking like they need oxygen masks and make it hard to... But I keep the Glock in the stashes because the cops want to lock and harass us and make it harder. They had to react like having an asthma attack when they see the plasma in back. You dudes are wheezing behind me. My flow is like a coupe breezing at 90. That's the reason they signed me. These quick metaphors and hard punches on the cuts feels like something, feels something like hard punches to the gut. How I address the haters and underestimators and ride up on them like they escalators. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. Karen. And we're in the house on a, what's today, Tuesday? Yes, it is. Yeah, we got a late start, uh, but we make our own hours, so ain't we can do that. that's the truth. Um, shit ain't bad. Shit ain't bad at all. Um, and, uh, of course, this is the Blackout Tips. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and, t- iTunes and Stitcher. We love when you guys do that. Mm-hmm. Um, always helps out the show. Uh, helps keep us, uh, you know, focused, helps keeps us doing better, moves us up the ratings, gets us mentioned places, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we appreciate everybody that takes time out to do that. The official weapon of the show is the taser. an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Um, and today's podcast is brought to you by uh, tweaked audio. Uh, go to tweakedaudio.com and get yourself. Some nice headphones, man. They go right into your ear. They feel good. You'll be looking good. Walk around like a boss. Listen to us at your job. Crying, laughing. Everybody's like, what the hell's going on over there? Um, now, just the discreet inner ear design is one great way, one great reason to buy it. But that's not the only reason. You can also get 33% off if you use code TBGWT. Now, that is a great reason because it won't cost you much. Right. Definitely cost you less than going up the street and buying some headphones. And you're like, but Rod, what about shipping? I buy shit online and then <laughs> it's $27 for shipping. I might as well have went to food line and bought some headphones. Right. Well, you know what? You got a good point there, buddy. And that's why with code TBGWT, you get free shipping. Mm-hmm. Free shipping. So now you ain't got to pay for it. You're like, but Rod... What about when I got to return them? I mean, what if something happened? If I have my warranty and it's 30 days, I could just go in and exchange for some new headphones because my headphones always break. I'm rough on some headphones, everybody. That's what I do. I know I am. I'm like Jason Whitlock on the plate of ribs. Oh, Lord. But uh we thought about that. How about this? If you break your headphones at any point, not 30 days. Not 90 days. For the rest of your life. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. You can get your headphones. You can get you a new pair. Just ship them back in. They ship one out. Actually, they ship one out. Then you ship one back in. Mm-hmm. And then they give you new, and you get new headphones. Fresh headphones. You're never without your headphones. It's that easy. You're not going to get that deal just anywhere, guys. No, you're not. But use code TBGWT on tweakedaudio.com and you will get this deal. And isn't that what life is all about? Don't you want some of that white privilege? That's what it's like being a white person. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I talk to them all the time. That's what they tell me. It's like getting a bunch of free shit, and you don't know why. Um, <laughs> so make sure you guys do that. We appreciate everybody that uh, takes time out to to do that. Um, I guess we'll start with, uh, matter of fact, uh, we haven't done this in a while. We should probably tell you guys. If you're on Twitter, we're on Twitter. You can find me at Rodimus Prime. 
I'm say dat again, dat as in D A T. And the show Twitter is T B G W T. So uh make sure you follow us on there. I also have an account, Rod Live Tweets, where I live tweet movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Uh it's full of spoilers. Spoilers, so don't follow it if you don't want to know what's happening. But if you watch a lot of TV as well, you want to keep up with that sort of thing, Rod Live Tweets. Um and what else is I gonna say? Uh we have a Facebook page, The Blackout Tips. We have a Google Plus page, um, Tumblr. I mean, pretty much just about any social media that makes sense for us to have, we have. Um, yeah, some of them don't make sense, so we don't yeah. use them. <laughs> yes. I don't mean no harm. We don't have a Pinterest. We don't have an Instagram. But we have, you know, a lot of stuff. So um, make sure you guys search for us and uh, look look for us. And uh, we love interacting with our fans. We do. Uh, even the crazy ones, even the ones that go on my page on Facebook when I'm trying to talk about Ant-Man and it turns into a bunch of misogynistic jokes and a big-ass debate, and I have to delete the whole fucking page and start over. Um, also, we like to give a special shout-out. Uh, this this podcast is also brought to you by Miss Christabel. Mm-hmm. We got to see today. Uh, we had lunch with her. She tall. She is tall, man. She is a tall drink of water. She definitely... Touch my beard and Karen's hair. Oh, she's beautiful. But everybody's taller than me, though. She didn't ask any permission. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a three-way, but I, you don't know until it's over, you know. Uh, I did yeah. tell her to touch my beard. By Twitter rules, Karen was supposed to jump her, but Karen didn't want to fight, so. <laughs> no. It didn't work out. But we had I had a, a full belly, so no thank you. Yeah, man. Well, she bought us lunch and everything, man. It was fun. and uh, I had a wonderful you know, time with her. Cool people, man. It's cool to be able to connect with people that you've been talking to for years mm-hmm. um, over the Internet. So now we're official, uh, unofficial cousins, uh, according to her. So mm-hmm. uh, what's going on, cousin? Um, A traveling woman, too. Yeah, man. She's been on the road, man. Um, so, yeah, but we really do appreciate her making time out to see us, man. And we did... We, I mean, it's a pretty good week. We saw Nick Juice Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, had had dinner with our boo, and uh, people watched, and now this man. So that's dope. Um, all right, let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, I think we already said with Taser and Bullet Ball. So did we? Um, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I think that's when I said tweet audio. Um, if not, people will write in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they let us know we missed it, and I don't care anymore. You say, Rod, why don't you care? Well, that's because according to Mashable. We are one of the 11 diverse podcasts to give you a fresh perspective on life, guys. Mama made it. We made a motherfucking list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they love them prime numbers. It's almost had 2,000 shares. I put the, I put the, I put it in the chat, man. If you got a Facebook, Twitter account, whatever, man, share that shit, dog. That's dope. We, we, we made it, man. We, uh, Got a little bit of um respect, you know. Thank goodness they didn't do top ten, you know what I'm saying? Because we was number eleven. But <laughs> I say they were just saving the best for last. All right, we got some pretty good company on here. Podcast that I've listened to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post Bougie. I've never heard of that one. Uh, I, I've listened to them a few times. Um, uh, for for a while I think they had stopped doing a podcast, but. Okay. I guess they back in the game now, man. Or maybe they just like to take long breaks because I know they were taking some long breaks um, when when I was uh, a listener. Um, but, uh, you know, that's what's up. I'm just glad to, uh, to be mentioned in the same breath as them. Uh, yeah, I think that's their thing is they just take some long-ass breaks. Okay. Yeah. Look at this. 
Podcast 21 was October 22nd, 2012, and then Podcast 22 was January 8th, 2013. Okay, so they take breaks. Yeah, yeah. so they haven't had a lot of episodes between the two. Some podcasts do that. But, uh, yeah, they, they were there. Two brown girls who I haven't had the pleasure of hearing, but I'll definitely, you know, my goal is to try to listen to all this stuff on these lists when they mention them. Me instead too. of shitting on them like, what? You only got five episodes and shit. It's like, nah, let's go check them out. Maybe they're good. Um, so two brown girls this week in blackness. Whoop, whoop, number three coming in. Yes. Um, shout out to Elon, Imani, Aaron, um, Docket Monkey. I know she doesn't like that. Uh, <laughs> everybody that's helped that program out over the years, man. Uh, good Muslim, bad Muslim was yep. number four. Definitely never heard of that one. Yeah, that was a new one for me. Um, you know, I, it made me realize, you know, we talk about diversity, we talk about podcasts, and I've mostly been focused on black podcasts, my, cause I'm black, but you know, I definitely want to look at, um, some other, um, uh, cultures and stuff, and this is a good place to start, so. Yes, it is. Um, you know, why not? Why not check them out? Um, I think some people got, uh, kind of, uh, a little bit, um, upset about, you know, some of these podcasts that didn't have a lot of episodes and all that stuff, but. Yeah, like, like all of them, they're subjective. And it's also one of those things, too, to where I've always said, and I, uh, just put it out there. When these lists come out, if your favorite podcast isn't on the list, let them know. Like, yeah. hey, these people are out here. You Comment, know. find these people on Twitter, right. let them know. I'm At not them. saying belligerently. No. The same way that we did. Like, us making it doesn't mean anything to me if people are still upset that they, that other people didn't make it. Then, then go. You should still do the same thing you did when we weren't on the list. Let them know what other podcast you listen to that you would like to see get some shine. It's the only way it's going to happen. Right. You have to let um, them know. I would like to think that a large part of us getting listed on here at all was just that fans reached out after we weren't listed in that BuzzFeed article. Correct. Um, Indian American um, is another podcast. Oh, and that Bad Muslim podcast. They only have three episodes so far, but I would say... If you're looking for diversity and if maybe there's not a lot of Muslim podcasts, That's you know, true. so maybe they were like, we need to reach out and find out what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to go check them out. Yeah. Um, so Indian comma American. That was another one. Uh, the read, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snap Judgment, NPR storytelling um, I've podcast. I've heard that one. I've never listened to it, but a lot of people say they're good. Black Girls Talking. I've heard them before. Me too. Um, and of course, I've heard the read before. Friends Like Us. I just listened to them last week. Uh, that's a good place to hop in. Uh, Ray Sani from uh, Three of Negroes was on there. Okay. She was very good. She was I outstanding. I, I don't think I've heard that one before. Yeah, she was on there with Dante Nero. Um, Marina Franklin hosted. I remember yeah. her from when she was on Keith and the Girl and got into it with him. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's a good show. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Uh, that's the uh, <laughs> that's a w- fun show. Yeah, W. Kamai Bell and Kevin Avery podcast, the Denzelets. Um, and then number 11, boop, boop, bring it up the real, bring it up the real, <laughs> just barely making it over the line, <laughs> but we made it though. We, we leaned it too. You got to run to the finish line. Y'all yes. got to run to the finish line. Don't stop. The blackout tips. Married couple Rod and Karen use this long form podcast to talk about literally everything. For example, here's a list of topics that were covered in a recent three hour episode. The Boston Marathon bombing verdict, Macy Williams. Uh, diverse emojis, uh, Adnan from Serial, Maya Angelou's new stamp, Dave Chappelle, and the list goes on. That's right. The list does go on for quite some time. <laughs> yes, it does. 
Uh, each episode is like being a fly on the wall of a funny couple as a fun, uh, while a funny couple shoots the breeze, sweeping through a ridiculous, a ridiculously thorough list of hot topics. Boom. That sounds about right. Yeah. Elon said their description wasn't right, but he hit her up and they got it right through email or whatever. So that's dope. Ooh. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate all the people that have fans and, and co, like, peers of the podcast mm-hmm. and yeah and i appreciate other podcasters saying hey guys we want them on the list let them know about us let them and that's why i tell people let them know because we're very very diverse and the more people make these lists the more you start hitting people up the more other people that make these lists see these people on the list and be like hey you know these people left out these people left out and eventually it'll start being that di- more uh diverse like you said as far as muslims and you know some people were at them talking about what about hispanics and all this other stuff and it's one of the things where they're out there too but you know nobody almost like black black podcasting if you're not predominantly male and predominantly white you you kind of almost off the list for a lot of people they don't even search you unless you're npr most people don't or espn most people don't look your direction so just let them know that these podcasts are out there and and uh, more of us will get on these lists and let people know yeah, I think one of the things I like about it whenever we win something like this or get announced for something like this or get listed on something or whatever, uh, I appreciate it because, you know, we try to reach out to a lot of different shows, have a lot of different people on. I mean, um, we definitely make the effort. Um, not everybody is able to do it. And, of course, we can't always align our schedules and we can't have every single podcast on. But we do try to do a good job to spread the love around to shows that we appreciate and then appreciate us and vice versa Mm -hmm. um and uh i feel like you know if people come listen to this show they eventually they'll find other shows to listen to because we constantly network with everybody yes we do um at least as much as you know as much as we can yeah you can't do everybody yeah we we don't have an intern yet but you know right we do have a list and the list is very long and so you know it's a lot of people that we will eventually reach out to you and it's a lot of people we just don't know you exist and not to be funny you know because there's so many podcasts out there yeah so thank you know thank y'all everybody that that looks out for us um Mm -hmm. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into all the pop culture news that you can take um, and different bullshit that's happening. Taco Bell is going to test home delivery amid a bevy of new services. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell. Do you like some Taco Bell delivered to your house, Karen? No. You are so full of it man you are always <laughs> pretending to be against taco bell but every time we go there you be like let me get two tacos and yes you're like oh this sriracha burrito better than i thought it would be it oh was, they got breakfast i like this breakfast the sh- the shit t- no i haven't had the breakfast i haven't had the breakfast mm. at all i've never had the breakfast <laughs> now i do like the taco dorito i ain't even gonna lie now that's actually really good mm-hmm. you're the biggest hypocrite of 2015 right after kendrick <laughs> i'm number two on the list those late night trips to taco bell may soon take you no further than your front door right the, no the biggest reason why i'm against this is because then uh um instead of going and making better choices i'll make the bad choices because it's quick and convenient no mm-hmm. is that what the problem is that's what you're really against yep and part of an effort to keep taco bell near the top the fast food giant plans to up their product with the possibility of delivery happening at sometime in 2015 it's cheap i mean that the food is very very cheap um whatever happened to that dog 
is in their meat you ain't know come on Karen. <laughs> come on I, I eat the shit i know taco bell ain't good for me like yeah, i'm not you even know the dog is, you know the dog is in there now come on man <laughs> come on they they you know it's like it can't be that dog because it's only like 40 percent meat so that don't even make sense <laughs> that dog is at least 100 percent meat uh we have to make sure we can give them an experience that consists with taco that's consistent with taco bell say taco bell ceo brian nicole in an interview with Nations Restaurant News, we have to figure it out. I can tell you right now, we don't have it figured out. So they don't have it figured out how to consistently, you know, make it consistent with going to Taco Bell at four in the morning. I say what they need to do is let some drunk people come to your house and get behind you. Uh, another thing they could do to uh, being very loud outside your door, because that's like going to Taco Bell at three in the morning. Uh, you should also um, forget my sauces. That will help. Uh, maybe don't put a couple <laughs> items. Don't put a couple items in the bag. That's that's the thing. That oh, happens. now now they're infamous for that bullshit mm-hmm. right there. Like that's some shit that make you want to turn something over. You're like, well, goddamn it, I spent forty five dollars and got a hundred items. Don't 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 not put my item in there. I paid for it. Yeah, I love Taco Bell because they always come out with new shit that's not that new. It's just a remix of the old shit. It was like, all right, we got lettuce, <laughs> we got rice, and we got tortillas and meat let's figure this out and cheese and we got cheese and then they just be like all right take some lettuce put it on top of some cheese put it underneath a tortilla and then throw on some rice and we'll call that a a burrito supreme it's like all right cool and it's like all right then we're gonna have a taco rito we're gonna take a tortilla we're gonna put some meat on it we're gonna put some lettuce and some cheese and then we're gonna take the rice and put it in a bowl and that's gonna be a taco rito and people just it's like oh, Lord. it's the same five ingredients and, but they keep remixing that shit and my, and my thing is like are they gonna deliver 24 hours a day well they haven't figured it out yet okay because like if they ain't live if they're not delivering between 11 p.m and like 5 a.m they missing the bulk of their deliveries well most people are gonna order drunk and how they gonna get there and people gonna be sleep right. do, 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 do. it's taco bell this taco bell Right, cause, cause, go away. Cause at least before you had to be high enough to get your, uh, high enough to get yourself to the drive through. Mm-hmm. Uh, delivery is not the only new service that they're going to be offering at them on their menu. Uh, they will be creating a loyalty program rewarding past customers who frequent the, how are they going to figure that out? Yeah. They're going to know my name. They're going to, right. Oh, what's up, dog? The catering service, which is currently only available in Houston, will also expand to other markets. Catering, Taco Bell catering. Who? They plan what, to expand what, their what? breakfast menu and uh, will offer online ordering later this year. What business other than like a school district is going to be like, uh, you know, y'all know what we having for, uh, lunch today? What we catering, guys? What? Taco Bell. <laughs> People right. going to be like, what the fuck? I'm 45 years old. I ain't got no fucking business in no goddamn Taco Bell. How many, how many, um, other, you know, those, um, those meetings that you get dragged into where it's really telemarketing type stuff was like, Hey man, would you come to my meeting? I'll, bet, I'll buy you lunch. And then you show up and there's a whole lot of people there for lunch and it's, mm-hmm. they try to sell you on like, you know, some bullshit. How many of those is Taco Bell gonna, gonna feel like, so wait, the lunch was Taco Bell? Mm-hmm. And now right. you want, and now you want me to sell knives. Okay. No, I'm Co- out of here. Correct. Cause it is gonna be a cheap free meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasha Smith, star of Why Did I Get Married? Okay. I don't know if you remember her. I can put her. Which one is that? 
Uh, I'll put her picture in the chat so you can remember. She was, I believe, the sassy one that was going back and forth. Oh, the dark skinned uh, one. What? I thought it was more than one dark skinned woman in there. No, that yeah, she's the right. That's one. her. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there was more. There was more than one, but but she was like the darkest out of everybody in the group. Well, you know, Tyler don't like them too dark. That means they're evil. Oh, Lord. Uh, Tasha uh, Smith apparently is embroiled in a nasty divorce. Um, she may have become a household name through uh, roles in, in dra- dramas starring, uh, uh, well, in starring roles in Tyler Perry dramas, Why Did I Get Married? And for better or for worse, his own television spinoff. But the actress and her botched up marriage to self-proclaimed entrepreneur Keith Douglas. What does that mean, self-proclaimed? Does he really not have a business? What is that? Apparently that's, not. He, he gave himself that title. That's very shady. Uh, had more drama than the cross-dressing Medea director could ever must, uh, messed her up. Oh, Lord. Just up until last fall, Camden, New Jersey bred actress traced her spouse around to a, uh, to a host of Tinseltown, uh, wait, Tinseltown's finest events. And then shortly after the pair had been seen canoodling at the party for Addicted, where Smith ironically played a therapist, the defecation hit the fan. When news spread through Hollywood that there was trouble in paradise. In November, Smith and Douglas's down-low marital strife made headlines with each pointing fingers at each other about the faltering marital union. Smith alleged that Douglas flew into jealous rages, calling her homophobic slurs and accusing her of sleeping with other women. Smith is besties with Tisha Campbell Martin. Wait, Tisha Campbell's last name is Martin? Uh, Tisha Campbell Martin? Okay. That's ironic who battled lesbian rumors throughout her unsteady acting career. In retaliation, Douglas filed a restraining order against Smith, requiring her to stay at least two yards away from her while her uh while while they shared the wait from her. So wait, he filed a restraining order requiring Smith to stay away from Tisha Campbell Martin? You can do that? I don't know. Can you? How can I didn't know you could do what? How's that possible? I can go file a restraining order now and be like, you can't hang out with Nick June no more by order of law. I get to decide. That doesn't even seem right. No, it don't. What is this site? Well, this is and I'm going to tell you, that ain't going to work. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I know, Karen. But that's, this. I guess, boss, I don't know. That's some new shit. The, um, so, yeah, while they shared the same residence, the strange couple duked it out in court last week. With Smith ending up on the losing end, she was ordered to pay $7,000 a month in spousal support to Douglas. She reportedly already shelled out 50000 to him in December, but that's not it. A source close to Smith, who has recently shared on the, uh, starred on the hit television series Empire. Yeah, she's Cookie's sister. Uh, and I don't know why they won't let her make her makeup on Empire. I don't get it, but okay. Um... Anyway, so uh, the source claims Keith Douglas is a gold digger and that unbeknownst to the actress, he was married five times before her. Damn. No, well. Tasha's Tasha's twin sister, whom she was estranged with for a brief spell, secretly hired a private investigator on a hunch. He was acting a monkey fool, spending Tasha's money like it was his. A monkey fool. A monkey fool, Karen. Uh, Spending Tasha's money like it was his. Buying $1,000 worth of shoes on shopping sprees at one time. The source tells Bossip, adding Douglas accumulated a collection of Rolex watches, a rare coin collection, and solid gold pieces. 
his pimpish bizarre behavior sent red flags and chills down sidra's spine so she would question him and his rampages would carry on excessively like he was possessed tasha would be so exhausted he would rant and rave and stomp and intimidate her so it was kind of like a gestapo style type interrogation technique the back and forth i can't no one said that sentence out loud someone typed ah out. yes they did the back and forth would take its toll on her workload the so- workload the source said uh sometimes she would have three or four scripts and she had to memorize in 24 hours it was distracting and exhausting so in order to have peace and quiet and rest she would surrender to his demands which included repetitious scheduled sex on demand <laughs> repetitious schedule sex uh it's six thirty six time so uh put that script down oh lord meal preparations and just playing on playing on the th- neanderthal ridiculous behavior douglas who also brands himself as a minister motivational speaker and author was also reportedly dubious in handling his wife's business affairs he would rehearse passages from the bible and preach these so-called christian go- gospel uh but in the meanwhile he will make a deal and accept let's say ten thousand dollars for a personal appearance for tasha and then turn around and tell her it was a deal for three thousand dollars he was he had a so-called assistant her name andrea wilson was andrea wilson they had a joint banking account and when embezzled so much money from tasha damn yeah i always wonder when situations like this is the person is the woman gay and then this dude was just supposed to be a beard because there's always these situations where like either the dude will be gay or something and then they end up draining the woman's bank account mm-hmm. and you're like man i can't believe that happened to you you know I'm like damn that's some shit smith who once was had close relationships with tyra banks and was an acting coach for lance gross well, i wouldn't I wouldn't brag about that knew something was rotten in the cotton when she oh not rotten in the rotten cotton. In the cotton can and when she finally looked at her husband's phone one day, well, it took a while. One day, Tasha picked up his phone to answer an urgent text. Whatever. And <laughs> ah! <laughs> now I know that she's the source. And the text came through from Andrea Wilson with a photograph of her vagina. And may I add, the ugliest vagina I ever saw. Yeah, she is the source. They forgot to change the pronoun. One day, Tasha picked up his phone. And instead of being like, add the ugliest vagina she ever saw... Anyway, followed later by photos of he and her lingerie get-ups talking about, baby, I'm waiting for you. Another explosive allegation the source made was about Tasha's fertility struggles. It's her. She wrote this article. She wrote this. And how Keith reacted to it. Because only Bossa is the only people that would care about her and let her write this article. Right. They didn't change the pronouns, right? Yeah. I think he was trying to kill her after he realized he couldn't get her pregnant, the source said. She spent gazillions on doctors, gazillions, whoa, <laughs> on doctors and hormone shots. Ooh, ooh. I ain't mm. never heard of that one. I know. Ooh. Um, and intravenous, uh, and intravenous, whatever you call it, she was like a pin ah. cushion. Yeah, she wrote this. She was so good and so disciplined, but the shots and medicines just weren't enough. Every time he would come around her for a while, he would leave or she would go have to go to work and she would become violently ill. They never could find anything wrong with her. I started thinking she was allergic to him. It was so weird. Man, so Tasha Smith out here, man, going through an ugly divorce. I mean, accusations of trying to get killed or murdered almost. I'm like, that's crazy. Mm, going through her gazillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Missouri Republicans, that's, not, that's almost bad as Babillions, Karen. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it, as long as it's not a quadrillion. 
I hope it wasn't fifty eleven <laughs> million <laughs> trillion. Yeah. Uh, Missouri Republicans are trying to ban food stamp recipients from buying steak and seafood. Why? Well, you know, it's Missouri. They don't really have any other issues that are pressing them, so they should probably work on their uh, welfare policies, Karen. You know? It's not like it's not like they have any other major problems that people remember that just recently blew up. In 2013, Fox News proudly broadcast an interview with a young food stamp recipient who claimed to be using the government benefit to purchase lobster and sushi. This is the way I want to live, and I don't really see anything changing. Jason Greenslate explained to Fox, it's free food, it's awesome. It's not fucking free food. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't a plant. Right. You know. And that person probably go and investigate. They probably don't even get food stamps. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a white dude wearing shades and shit with surfer shades, a backwards cap, a uh, chain, a uh, fucking like do rag and yeah, long hair. Okay, yeah, that's propaganda. Anyway, the story that story fit a long time conservative suspicion that poor people use food stands to purchase luxury items. Now, a Republican state lawmaker in Missouri is pushing for legislation that would stop people like Greenslate and severely limit what food stamp recipients can buy. The bill being proposed would ban the purchase with food st- of with food stamps of cookies, chips, energy drinks, soft drinks, seafood, or steak. The intention of the bill is to get food step, the food stamp program back to its original intent, with, which is nutritional assistance, said Rick Bratton, the representative who was sponsoring the proposed legislation. The curbing food stamp purchase of cookies, chips, uh, energy drinks, and uh, soft drinks at least falls in line with the food stamp program's mission to provide nutrition. Nutrition experts are already discussing whether to remove unhealthy items from the list of foods participants can buy. But seafood and steak? Seafood has been shown time and again to be a healthy part of any diet. Steak is such a broad category that it's essentially banning people from buying any flat cuts of beef from a porterhouse to a flank. It just seems really, re- really repressive, said Mark Rank, a professor at Washington University and author of the book Living on the Edge, The Realities of Welfare in America. I don't see how it makes any sense to ban some of these foods. Fish is something that should really be in your diet. And steak, what does that mean in this context? Bratton admits that the language might need some tweaking. My intention wasn't to get rid of canned tuna and fish sticks, he said, because the poor can eat those. But he also insists that people are abusing the system by purchasing luxury foods and believes that that must be stopped, even if it ends up requiring the inclusion of other less luxurious items. I've seen people purchasing filet mignon and crab legs with their EBT cards, he said, when I can't afford it on my pay. I don't want people on the taxpayer's dime to afford those kinds of food either. Mm, sound like hate, don't it? Mm-hmm. That, doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like it's coming out of a, a place where you're talking about someone's personal welfare. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like you're talking about some, some personal hate. <laughs> like to thank God Almighty for giving everybody so much and me so little. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. That's how it feels to me. Uh, currently a household of one can qualify for up to $194 a month or fewer than $7 a day as part of SNAP. For a household of two, it's roughly twice that. 
for a household of three it's about three times that amount it doesn't take too much to figure out that foods like lobster aren't exactly within a recipient's budget and it's also hard to draw conclusions based on a single purchase what if that family was purchasing a more expensive cut of meat had uh had subsisted on cheaper can goods for the past month in order to afford it brand's proposal is part of what rank laments uh is a long history of stigmatizing food stamps and welfare programs in america Ronald Reagan famously told the story of the we- of one welfare queen as though she were representative of a lar- system at large. Yeah, white people ate that shit up too. That's that's really the worst thing about talking to uh like middle to upper class white folks is mm-hmm. their entire fear of essentially black people because it's not you know it is a race thing. Uh, somehow not earning their share and taking everything is so real and it's so, uh, it's so unfounded. It's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, first, you know, just keeping it black for a second, even though we all know that welfare isn't a a black system. Mm -mm. Uh, but if you keep it black for a second, this idea that black people haven't pulled their share, fair share in America, land of the work for free <laughs> right like it's just an amazing amount of privilege and, and and the audacity to say stuff like that is just it's mind-blowing man it's mind-blowing yeah well, i'll let you finish the article go ahead uh rank says uh that today the myth is perpetuated using similar anecdotes like the fox example which he argues should be viewed as distortions of reality there are some isolated cases of abuse, sure, but they are hardly representative of what people struggling to get by on Snap are actually buying. These people are spending their money extremely frugally. Yeah, yep. Yeah. As somebody who, you know, had family on this, who, you know, saw this up close and personal, the idea that you're balling on food stamps is just so ridiculous. Yes, it is. You know, most of people couldn't survive a week, a week off of $100 or whatever for the month. Uh, you know what I mean? You're not buying... Like you'd eat out twice and be like, "Oh shit, I'm over a hundred dollars for the for the month. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do the other twenty eight days I have to eat?" Brad says this bill is about making a food stamp program revolve around nutrition, but it also touches on more than that. Whether poor people should be allowed to purchase foods that are deemed fancy, yeah, sushi, sushi, seafood, and and steak. The, come on, I, the intimation there is you shouldn't be good enough to eat this. And Rank argues that this crosses a line. More than anything else, I think this is about controlling people. We should be treating people who are in poverty the same way we treat everyone else. Uh, Karen, go ahead. I know you said you wanted to say something. Yes, and, and, and bills like this just really, 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 really fucking frustrates me uh, because a lot of people have a mindset that if you get any, any type of assistance whatsoever, you don't deserve shit. You really don't. You don't deserve to eat well. You don't deserve to live well. You need to be in poverty. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, truth be told, uh, a lot of black people and a lot of people that actually qualify for these programs don't even apply for them. Most people opt out of these programs. Most people work, work two and three jobs before they get on any type and form of assistance. Because there's a stigma to it, and a lot of people feed into it, and they feel bad. There's a, You know, when I was on unemployment, you know, I couldn't help myself. There was part of me that felt bad about being unemployed through no fault of my own. And I had to defeat that mindset because, one, I paid into unemployment with every single check I've ever right. earned. 
it's a it's a safety net for people and i still had this feeling of like value being valued as less and when i was unemployed and you know we were kind of working on this company and building up you know the income through the company um i remember i'd go out with my friends and you really need that outlet you know you need that outlet because uh, you'll go crazy just sitting around the house and, mm-hmm. you know, not really, you know, just worrying about money and bills and shit. So I would go out with my friends like every Thursday and have food and stuff. And, and, and I would just imagine if I couldn't do that. Like imagine if, you know, I didn't have this outlet, you know. And, and the thing that was really weird is that, you know, these are my white friends. So they always talking about stuff like politics and all this shit. And, you know, sometimes they go on these brazen rants about unemployment or food stamps or whatever welfare and these are people that you know they've been unemployed before their spouses have been unemployed before uh some of them claim to come from poor backgrounds and Mm -hmm. been on food stamps um and the disconnect in their mind is just so strong because even when i would be sitting there with them and they start that shit you know i would bring it up like well i mean i I take unemployment and i damn sure work hard and it's not enough money to pay my bills i have to do other shit to subsidize my income right and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm not talking about you i'm talking about these people that abuse it and i'm like who the fuck are these people how many are they let's say because any system is going to have outliers so let's say there are outliers who do abuse the system the entire system needs to be shut down kids need to uh kids where children already aren't um uh, a lot of them aren't, don't have stability food-wise, period, in America. Right. You know, they're like the number one victims of poverty and shit like that in America. Um, we want to perpetuate that. That ill should continue because a few people found a way to get over. Like, that's such a bad way to handle anything. And it comes from an anger and entitlement that you really haven't earned, you know, Um and 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 the the biggest thing I would take from those conversations that I tried to get through, because you know there were, there was times where I'd have hour long conversations with my friends about shit like this. Like this is what it takes to be my friend. Like I'm not gonna if we can't talk about shit like this, then we're not friends. Like all you people that do the well, I disagree. Let's talk about the game. That's cool, but in my circle, I wouldn't call you a friend if that happened, right? So, um, you know, there's times where I sat down and been like, no, I need you to understand what you're saying and what you're perpetuating. And the main thing I got to after hours and hours of discussion with these people is there's a reliance um, on the mentality of having no empathy. Right. That is kind of what the foundation of prejudice and, and oppression and injustice lies relies mm-hmm. upon in America. Like, they rely upon the fact that when you look at someone else and see that they're different from you in any way that you immediately think that they're less than you. And I was like that, that feeling of superiority is so important to you that it's steeped in racism is steeped in classism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's ignorant. It's ignorant because any of us like in America, when, you know, they take a survey and the average person is one paycheck away one dog one paycheck away from being homeless from being from not having a place to live right. you're one paycheck away that is the average in america um when they can make you who's sitting on the precipice of failure you with the middle class job with the income with maybe a few thousand dollars squared away somewhere savings if you're lucky if 
you, that person, thinks that you are much better than someone who is working poor. And by working poor, I mean the idea that they put in your head is, well, these people just get welfare and then they sit around the house 30 days a month and they wait for a new check. Mm-hmm. The reality is most of these people have jobs. Yes, they do. The jobs just don't pay shit because they don't have to. We've legislated that they don't have to. Minimum wage is too low. You look at a budget from uh, McDonald's and what they think that uh, you should uh, do to to live on, on their salary that they pay you, and it's get another job. Right. Or look at Walmart, and it's apply for welfare. Welfare is the subsidized income that they're talking about. So you have people that work. 30 something hours a week because their job boss won't let them work 40 hours. And we've convinced ourselves that the reason we're doing slightly better for the record, slightly better than them is because we have work ethic and they don't. We want something that we don't. It's not luck. It's not privilege. It's none of that. It's we're better than them. And as long as you can believe that you believe you could never be them. So then you like, there needs to be no safety net. Because it will never happen to me. You've convinced yourself right. it could not happen to you. And for some people, maybe it won't happen to them. But I think America needs the upward mobility of not only a safety net at the bottom, but ways to push yourself out. And the programs that I've seen actually work. Like in my mm, lifetime, right. I've had family on these programs. They're not on these programs anymore. They own houses. They go. They have jobs. They 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 have cars now because those programs got them off. And a lot of people don't educate themselves about the programs themselves. Most of these programs are not just sit on your ass programs. It's mm-hmm. you need to be applying for jobs. You need to be working this many hours. Once you do this, then we got to cut the benefits down. Um, once we cut the benefits down, we expect you to be able to subsidize yourself. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, states have limits. Hey, you can be on this program, but you get two years. And after two years, your ass is done. You gotta find another program or you gotta do this or you gotta do that. There's all these requirements, you know, so there's, but there's this assumption that everybody who is poor in this country deserves to be poor because they are less human than you and less work ethic than you and you're a better person than them. And that's how the shit perpetuates itself as long as you can rely on that. You know, and and like I said, I see everything through the prism of race. So for me, I look at that and I go, that's how people feel about black people. That's how people feel about black issues is, mm-hmm. well, it couldn't happen to me. So fuck, I care if a cop shoots a black person. It's not going to happen to me. They look at it and they go, well, let, let me think of a way that you deserve it. Because that way I don't have to have empathy for you. Right. Well, he shouldn't have ran. Well, he shouldn't have had child support problems. Well, he shouldn't have, uh, you know, shouldn't he, he shouldn't have been out that late at night. Uh, shouldn't have had a broken tail light. Uh, you shouldn't have, uh, you shouldn't have tried to do whatever the fuck, right? It's, you know, why, well, why was he even playing in that part? Where's his parents? Like, all this, all these reasons that they would never ask of someone that they really felt was in their same status in the, as an American, but they would ask of these people so that they can put these fences up. So, what I hear when I hear this guy talking about no seafood, no steak, whatever, those are things for me. Those are my things. I need to make sure you don't get those things. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because those are things for quote unquote earners. Those are things for real human beings. And if I look at you getting the same food that I can get, then somehow that means we're kind of equal. And I can't have that. You're not equal to me. You know, you're not a real person. You need to eat McDonald's and Doritos 
and drink um <laughs> and drink sodas or quarter waters or whatever you know it's, it's such a draconian level of thought because they they want to you know it's like they want you to subside on uh subsist on on bread and water you know what i mean just mm-hmm. like you know like 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 uh the old days and shit like you just walk outside and like please spare some bread and some water it's like move poor person a move you're in front of my carriage you know right and, and it's one of those things where we live in a country that thinks that if you're poor it's your fault that you're poor right your fault that you're poor is is and when people and with that philosophy it's also your fault that you're black <laughs> your fault that you're a woman <laughs> your fault that you're whatever the fuck it is like th- like that's what i hear when people say this and most people do not realize how fucking hard it is to get on a lot of these assistant programs they do not realize what kind of hoops you have to jump how intrusive the fuck they are they ask a lot of goddamn questions they ask do you have a bank account they ask do you own a car they ask you own have a washer or dryer they ask um is there anything in your name you know and they'll be like well if you have a car you have to sell your car in order to get any type of assistance because you can't motherfucking own it like a lot of people do not realize the things that people have to go through they basically want you living in a fucking cardboard box before they give you any type of motherfucking assistance you can't be kind of sort of halfway making it and just need a little bit of help to help you get through the hard times and then after this you can move on with your life no 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 as much as they claim that they want people to be on the program for a short period of time and move on the system is designed for you to permanently be on the program at the same time and that makes no sense you want people not to be on the program but you design the program where we're not going to help you at all unless you don't have like you literally have to got to be raggedy living in your car before we give you any fucking type of assistance and this is one of those things where people don't look at other people as human beings and it's to me it's very frustrating as somebody who had free and reduced lunch as somebody who was on medicaid slash medicare as somebody who uh got you know food stamps and things like that i i'm a product of this and it's just one of those things where me being a product of this we would not have been able to survive without it and it's just one of those things where it's very insulting to people that have been on these programs and a lot of them will turn around and have the same philosophy like fuck them well you would not have made it if your mama hadn't they got food stamps or whatever or auntie or however it is you made it too and it's a shame that you turn around and turn your nose up at the same thing to help you from starving to death at your house and, and things like that so to me it's very insulting and it's very frustrating when you see them pass these laws because you know what's going to happen just because you cut these programs and just because you don't feed these people it does not mean the problem will disappear and it does not mean the problem will not go away yeah. these are things that have to be addressed yeah, my question that I keep asking people a lot of times is once you get them to that point where like we need to cut these programs, we need to do this and do that, and then I go, and then what? Right. And then what? Because you're angry and that's all you care about because you took away the empathy of it. You assume these people are all trying to get over. So to me, I have to get them to that point where I'm like, okay, let's say we do it your way. No steak, no food. You can only be on for a couple years. All right, I'm on for a couple years. I'm not able to get a job. You know, because I'm already I'm already working a, a a job that pays minimum wage, which is not enough to live on. Um, what am I supposed to do? You know, how am I supposed to afford school? You said I can't. I mean, how am I supposed to afford that? How you know this idea that you work your way up from a mic job to managing the restaurant like Calvin is just so antiquated 
and it's just not true for everybody so what do you do i got kids now what we shouldn't have had kids well okay so should those kids die right well like what should happen with those kids now like because because everybody has these you know all this anger but they don't really have a solution. They just have, they just have a bunch of anger. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy, man. And, you know, when I hear, when I hear that kind of stuff is, you know, it's infuriating, but it's mostly they're a victim of conditioning too, which is yes, the condition they- that I could never ever be in this position, no matter how precarious my foothold is, uh, on middle classery. You know what I mean? You're right there. Like, everybody's right there everybody you know um you know as someone who's been laid off a couple times who's had severance and it's like <laughs> with severance too. i need a job before my severance runs out like you're against the fucking clock there um and 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 there is this feeling of like what happens after that you know when you're you're you have an apartment lease or a home mortgage that's not going to change because you can't afford it anymore it's not gonna the apartment people don't come to you and go all right man well look I understand you lost your job. Why don't we take a couple hundred bucks off the rent? That never happens. Nope. Your bills don't stop. Power still got to be paid. Water still got to be paid. Shit still got to get done. And you're making a fraction of the money that you made before. And some states don't even do based off your income. They just have a cap. Well, fuck it. No matter what kind of job you have, this is the maximum that you make flat across the board. And a lot of times it's a fourth or an eighth or or half sometimes or, or even more of what the person was making before. How can you expect somebody to survive? How you go from a two-person income to a one-person income or a one-person income to a no-person income? And that shit matters. I know in our state, you still have to pay taxes on that money. Yes, you do. So, you know, it's, it's people just have these assumptions that it's just free money and you're going to the strip club and spending it up. You know, I you know I remember when I was on uh, unemployment, I told them I, I had the max unemployment. It was three fifty a week. Right. What, what can y'all do for three fifty a week? Uh, for the record, that's taxed. And that's supposed to be counting as the income I used to make. So, and I didn't even have a high paying job. So, 350 a week, I gotta pay my rent, mm-hmm. electricity, everything I was paying before, before, 350 a week, you know? So that immediately is like, I gotta start turning shit off, you gotta do whatever. Right. And it's still only so much you can do, and especially when you're coming in there, with a certain amount of money you were already making, um, uh, and the expectation that for it to, con- to continue, um, you know, and, and the people focus on these outliers, and it's mostly because a lot of people brag about being an outlier when they're, it's like, well, I was making 650 a week because I had this job and it's before the welfare thing, and people just, if you're, it's like a confirmation bias. If you're looking for those stories, you'll hear them and latch onto them. And you'll skip over every single story of somebody's like, yo, I couldn't afford milk for my child. Mm-hmm. You'll skip over every one of those stories because hey, it doesn't fit my, doesn't fit the stereotype. I want to, I want to believe this program shouldn't exist at all. You know, but you know, I, that's like, like I said, it's an empathy thing. It's a societal thing. When we, it tells you how people feel about their fellow neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, and this is the South. This is supposed to be the home of religion and Jesus and all that shit. These people don't give a fuck about you. Oh, no, no, no. They, you know? they, they, they really don't. And, and, and to piggyback on some of the things you were saying before, when you're on these programs and you're making a fraction of the pain, you know what also suffers? Your credit. And that's something else they don't address. Right. So now all of a sudden you have bad credit because you lost your job. Guess what? You ain't paying 
your credit, credit card, card bills, right, your car is getting repossessed. All these all this other shit is affected too. And guess what? It puts you in more debt. You you begin to be on default and all these other things that they do not want to address. And these are real issues. All because a dude stood in line next to someone using EBT to get uh, a crab crab legs. They decided to make a broad sweeping change like this. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. These motherfuckers will find the money to lock your ass up, though. They'll find the money to build a new prison. Right? They're finding money to build a new stadium for the football team. You know, they find the money for that shit, but they will not find the money, you know, they'll find the money to, to, they'll, they'll spend so much time trying to defund Planned Parenthood, but then spend the same amount of time trying to defund welfare assistance for people with children because they decided to have the babies that they wouldn't have had if Planned Parenthood would have been there. It's just mind-boggling. Right, and it makes no motherfucking sense. And something else, too, in addition to the credit, what's even worse is that once your credit ruined, a lot of jobs... Can't get a job. Right, a lot of jobs now... Run your credit. Even if your job is not related to anything credit-worthy like the bank or anything like that, they just run your credit and you're like... What the fuck my credit got to do with anything? Yes, my credit is bad because I wasn't working. But yeah. you run my credit. You say my credit bad. You say you can't hire me. Well, then I continue to be unemployed. This is not helping out the issue. Right. All right. Next article. Uh, co-pilot of Jaipur, Delhi, Air India flight beats up captain after a quarrel. Both get derostered. Oh. The co-pilot of a Jaipur, Delhi, Indian flight, Air India flight, uh, allegedly assaulted the captain before taking off. Uh, <laughs> media reports uh, said on Monday, highlighting the stress of overworked pilots on the government-owned carrier. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes you got to whoop your boss ass, and it's just going to happen. Ah, you had enough! Sometimes it don't matter if it's before takeoff, you're going to take off on his ass. <laughs> Sunday's incident came days after an association representing Air India pilots wrote to the Director General of Civil uh, Aviation uh, saying co-pilots were being forced to work overtime without adequate remuneration, not getting any money. The alleged fracas also came barely weeks after the co-pilot of a German airline deliberately crashed, well, you know, that dude, uh, German wings that killed those 150 people. The Times of India reported, quoting unnamed sources that the pilot, co-pilot who was not identified, took umbrage after the captain asked him to take down critical takeoff figures for the flight. Uh, the angry co-pilot allegedly assaulted the pilot physically. The paper also said the co-pilot was involved in several face-off with flight captains on a couple of other occasions earlier. I don't want these, I don't want people stressed out like this, flying my motherfucking plane like this. This shit matters, and it's just one of those things where, uh, he was like, look, y'all gonna learn today. I'm not here for none of y'all bullshit. Yeah, that was definitely, that's when you walk into work like, you got one more time. Right. This person, this person was fed up. Well, nobody take off in this bitch. Right. Like, he saw that German Wings pilot, and he was like, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and the thing that's funny is both of them got derostered. So it's like, I got my ass whooped by this dude, and now I ain't got no job. I got to go home. Right. There were only heated exchanges between the commander and co-pilot over some issue. We have already derostered two pilots pending an inquiry. NDTV reported that recently Indian Commercial Pilots Association have written to DCGA saying the co-pilots were being overworked. 
putting these highly stressed financially overburdened cow pilots in the same cockpit is a perfect recipe for disaster i believe that yep the letter also i was not resting man they called that shit right how did they know did they set this up when they like two days before it's like yo people gonna be fighting in the air it's like whatever and then they started you know maybe they might want to look into this might be a setup uh the letter also said at times of equipment malfunction turbulence or emergency a pilot must remain calm how can an air india pilot perform his duties in such a manner when he's already highly stressed and exhausted and tired mm-hmm yeah um so yeah i just thought that was pretty interesting uh airplane drama uh speaking of airplane drama mm-hmm. there was another airplane issue where was uh where did i put that one um <laughs> there was a plane that took off and they had to do an emergency landing mm-hmm. because um they heard um screams coming from the cargo hold. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. That's where the luggage and shit at, right? Yeah, the cargo hold. Yeah. Um uh after less than ten minutes in the air, an Alaska Airlines flight was forced to make an emergency landing on Monday when a napping baggage handler Woke up in the plane's cargo hold and began banging and screaming. Oh, the nigga took a nap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And woke up and was like, oh, shit. Oh, that's just a video of them taking them out. Oh. Yeah. That 15-minute so. nap cost you your job. And the officials, th- right. You got to fire them, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the dumbest possible place. Unless you're going to, like, take a nap, like, literally on the wheel of the plane. That's the only dumber place. Like, I'm going to take right. a nap in the engine. Right. So, yeah. Because obviously that you went to sleep on the job. But this is, yeah, because this is all your fault. So, yeah. Now, you do support naps at work, Karen. So, I mean. Not like this. Not a fan of this nap? No. Um. <laughs> yeah. You, I'm, 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 uh, you know, some companies actually have, like, designated locations. And yeah. this was not in the designated area to take you, a nap. You got to have a nap buddy on something like this, man. Right. Some, a spot out, a lookout, something. Yeah. You take naps in teams, guys. Everybody knows that. You right. One dude that watches and make sure you don't take off and end up in Beijing or someplace. <laughs> right. I know that motherfucker woke up like, why are the doors closed? Right. Man, this loud as shit up here. My ears popping. But like, oh shit, I'm in the motherfucking right. hell. Anyway, let me open the. Oh! Like I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> in an official statement, the airline confirmed that the LA bound flight returned to Seattle when the pilot reported hearing banging from beneath the craft immediately after takeoff. I know at first they probably thought it was motherfucking terrorists. I would have doomed. Oh, can you imagine being a a a passenger on that plane? <sighs> fucking do, 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 do. hello <laughs> right help like what is this plane haunted <laughs> yes i'm stuck i know you know if i was cussing let me out this bitch do 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 Land hey bobby why you playing jokes like how much money did it cost too yeah you gotta be fine because you have to think not only that people miss their connecting flights because the plane went back right so they're missing their connecting flights then you have to, then, then they probably have to pay for these people connecting flights or rearrange for them to get to wherever they had to go. Cause this ain't got nothing to do with, um, me getting to the airport. Uh, I missed my flights. Somebody better get me to where the fuck I need to be. Mm-hmm. Like you've cost them money because you decided to take a nap. Uh, upon landing, uh, an airport employee walked out of the plane's pressurized, pressurized temperature control front cargo hold 
reportedly telling uh, authorities he had fallen asleep the man was then taken to a local hospital as a precaution and released shortly afterwards without a job yeah he probably was released from the roster as well (laughs) yes he was they were looking at him you know you know don't even come back right it costs more in fuel than it costs to pay you i bet you it does i didn't think about that fuck Mm -hmm. yeah uh Everybody's been talking about Hillary Clinton announcing for president, mm-hmm. uh, including our favorite, Pat Robertson. He had a hot There take. was a motion picture about a mad scientist who invented a car that took you back to the future. Back to the future or back to the past, as the case may be. Are we going back to the 50s? Is that where we want to be or in the 70s? Well, it looks like one of the candidates wants to take us back to the future. And no one is surprised that Hillary Clinton is once again running for president. She's been gaff-prone, but she said she's ready. Regardless of what the polls say, she's got a lot of money built up and a powerful uh, uh, machine to take her back to the future. (laughs) Yo, was he having a stroke? None of that made sense to me. No, it didn't. How would a woman running for president take us back to the fifties? Fifties uh, when uh, when women probably no couldn't even really, like, hey, you just, hey guys, uh, I know you vote. just got the right to vote, but uh, could you cut it out? It's a little too much. All right. Somebody mm-hmm. don't know the history. Probably because yeah. he slept through the through it. He old enough. He was there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just feels like uh, people say anything. To, to go against um you know. whatever it is they don't like even if the shit makes no sense yeah it does it literally doesn't make any fucking sense mm-hmm. to say you know to say that she's taking us back to the 1950s and 70s i could say if you said the just, 99 2000s i might can roll with you but <laughs> not to yeah they're just they're just scared mm-hmm. and you know it kind of reminds me um it kind of reminds me of President Obama when he was running and the things they would make up and say about him is just to kind of find an angle to make everyone scared of them. And for his, like, fan base, for Pat Robertson's constituency, I thought they would love to go back to the 1950s. Right. Before people had rights and could do shit, I, I thought they loved that day, those days. Mm-hmm. You know, before you had to look on TV and see a Muslim Kenyan terrorist running the whole world. Isn't that what y'all are into? Apparently so. Nobody is. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's, um, anyway, it's, it's crazy. Um, uh, I, I was looking up to see when women got the, uh, right to vote for women's suffrage. So I have an exact date. So I have to say women. They got New Zealand, Port. I just never even thought about all these other. Um, right. <laughs> all these other places where women couldn't vote. That's crazy, man. Right. Like America, it, New it, Zealand, uh, it, Australia, France. Me if there's some place in the world women still can't vote. There's still some place in the world where, where, where people are still fucking slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Wasting units. It says, uh uh also known as women's suffrage or women's right to vote is the right of women to vote and stand for electoral uh office right you might have to type in women's well i probably just have to go to the history of it the actual or something like that okay i might have to be more specific with the question (laughs) 
Yeah, well, nah, they got um, they okay. got they got a, a map down here at the well, end. Well, goddamn, that's a long list. Look at all these places. Wow. 1997 for Qatar. 97? Mm-hmm. Wow. 1990 for Samoa. Oh, see, told you never. Saudi Arabia. Ain't that Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Ra- never. Saudi right. Arabia. Right. Women can't vote. Yep. United States, 1920. Don't some say 2006? United Arab Emirates, 2006. Limited suffrage for wow. both men and women. Man. That is, wow. The world is all fucked up. It is. Maybe Yoko was right. Hmm. It really, really is. Um, well, yeah, Pat Robinson said we're going back to 1950 because, you know, Hillary Clinton going to take us there. You know how it is, guys. Um, more hard-hitting news. Uh, and by hard-hitting, I mean hard-hitting. The man that got ran over by Suge Knight says he punched uh, Suge Knight. Uh, Clee Bone Sloan, which sounds like a putty tank character. Oh, yeah, so that's true. That's from now. He went on death row. Oh, no. Not, and not the death row, uh, jail, but like death row label. Testified Monday after the, uh, about the day that he and his friend Terry Carter were hit by a pickup truck driven by Knight. But Sloan refused to identify Knight as the man behind the wheel when he was struck outside of a Compton burger stand January 29th. He said he didn't remember specifics of the fight and does not want to be a snitch. Well, y'all know, ain't you? Hey man, you hit me with your car. I'm telling everything. Everybody, everybody gonna know everything. And I, I, I've already said like, I ain't built for that life. Like, mm-hmm. like that, you know, I'm not even gonna lie. I fold under pressure. You sign this, you shine the spotlight on me. I'm motherfucking singing. That's why I tell people don't commit a goddamn crime around me. Cause they, they come beating on my dough. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too is going wherever the fuck you are. Nope. Right. I'm telling. I tell the fuck out of that I'm not shit. going to jail for you. No, thank you. Uh, so yeah, he said he not snitching, but, um, uh, he did say, I will not be used to send Suge Knight to prison. Sloan, an advisor on the upcoming film, Straight Out of Compton, said, adding that he was the only, he was only on the stand because he was subpoenaed. Sloan's testimony was offered during a preliminary hearing Monday, during which a judge will determine whether there's enough evidence for Knight to stand trial on murder. Attempted murder, hit and run charges. I'd worry, like, is he under threat? Like, why would you even say some shit like that? I guarantee you he is. That's why he was like, nope, I'm not saying that motherfucking thing. Yeah, check on his family. Right, Sloan his friends, some, somebody been kidnapped. <laughs> Sloan said he was trying to forget details of the accident, which he suffered two fractured ankles, a serious cut to his head, two torn ligaments in his knees, and a shoulder injury. Yep, because somebody said, you better forget. All right, forgotten. <laughs> Every day I try to forget it, he said. I just know I screwed up and Terry's dead. So he's taking the blame on him. Sloan's memory troubles prompted Cohen to comment at one point in this story. I find this witness is being de- de- deceptive. Sloan's faltering memory on the witness stand was contrasted by lucid accounts of the events that led to his injuries with detectives on January 29th. In an hour-long recorded interview, Sloan quickly recalled details and told detectives how he attacked Knight twice. In the burger stand parking lot, he told the Texas that Knight told him he was going to kill him after he landed a blow and he said, and said he responded, not today. He told the Texas he wanted justice and would testify, but that he didn't want to be the guy who says Knight killed Terry, according to the audio of the interview played in court. And I believe that because he's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want them issues. Mm-hmm. So, mm, more. 
Maybe she's gonna get off. You think she'll get off with this? Yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, we got him on camera and shit, but I mean, I don't you can, you feel like that's not really know, enough. We're of the air with video don't mean a motherfucking thing. All right, we've seen too many people get off with video of, of killing and everything right there All in right. our face. Um, Kendall Jenner allegedly got Amber Rose kicked out of a Coachella party. Now, isn't that just childish? Mm-hmm. And petty. Mm-hmm. And just like her, you know, like she talked about her and she probably got a chance to do it. For Complex News, I'm Sean Evans with more fallout from Coachella, this time involving the insufferable celebrity beef that is Amber Rose versus the Kardashians. According to a report from Us Weekly, Amber Rose and a group of friends attended a party at the Bootsy Bellows estate over the week. I like how people report on this shit, but then pretend to be above it. Well, like ah, the ah. insufferable bullshit that we keep going and we'll get the most clicks on. I mean, we don't mind putting together uh, with our sound department and visual arts people to uh, make a complete uh, presentation out of it. But oh, I mean, we're so this, sick of this. We're just right, oh, it's so terrible. What we get paid to do. Weekend, where they sat down at a cabana reserved for Kendall Jenner. When Kendall arrived on the scene, she saw Amber sitting at her table. The story's source credits Kendall as responding with a very on brand. No way. This is not happening. At that point, escort asked Rose to leave the cabana. There was some confusion and reportedly a lot of side-eye. Holy f***ing sh**. Perhaps I'm jaded because this is the 90th Rose vs. Kardashian story I've done in the last six weeks, but after examining the details on this one, I give it two crying Kims out of ten. First, Kendall's this is not happening retort is a totally reasonable thing to say to someone who's slugging white wine sangria at your table. If this were a truly great celebrity feud, Kendall would have pulled rank and had Amber heaved onto the street by security, like an idol declaring her place atop the celebrity food chain. Instead, Kendall just claimed a place to sit that was hers all along. That's what you do when you reserve a table and find someone else ordering off your bottle service menu. Bottom line, this beef has grown stale and squandered a lot of potential. Unless Chloe's going round for round against Amber as an under- Alright, that's enough snark. Um, but yeah, man, she got her kicked out, man. The, the, the Kardashian, um... Beef continues, and I'm all here for it. I love it. I don't know who these people are to pretend that they don't they don't love this beef, but uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good for the country in a time where we need distractions. Uh, an atheist billboard posted across from a church um, was taken down. Um, at least I think it was. Wait, was it taken down? Let me play this article. A new billboard on Kingston Pike in Bearden is raising some eyebrows tonight. It reads, don't believe in God, you're not alone. Well, new at 11, WAPE 6 Under Assigned reporter Brandon Rook joins us live here in the studio with more on this. And Brandon, it's actually located pretty close to a church. That's right, Kristen. It's right across the street from Central Baptist Bearden. I talked to the pastor of the church and others who saw the sign today. And even though they believe in God, they also believe in free speech. While walking up Kingston Pike today, Jared Winchester noticed a new billboard that says, Don't believe in God? You're not alone. It doesn't bother me at all. Winchester believes in God and free speech. It's an essential key in democracy. The billboard was put up this afternoon by Rationalists of East Tennessee, an organization that focuses on the natural universe. Well, I grew up in religion. Uh, we really didn't go to church that much. The group's president, Larry Rhodes, stopped by to take photos. He tells me this isn't the first time they've tried something like this. RET board has tried to put it up one time before, um, but they failed. I mean, they weren't able to get cooperation. 
inspiration uh, from the advertiser at the time. They say they don't want any controversy. Well, it's a recruitment tool. We're trying to get more members. The billboard will be here at this location for 30 days. Rose tells me they chose this location because of the heavy traffic, not because it's across the street from the church. It's a big sign. Dr. Wade Bibb, the senior pastor at Central Baptist Bearden, isn't bothered by the sign. We're very strong supporters of freedom of speech. But he does understand that not everyone in his congregation will agree. He has a message for them. If you wanted there to be a pro-God message there, then I think you should have rented it out and put a pro-God message on there. The billboard is located in the same parking lot as Arn Wines Furniture. Managers at the store tell me they believe in God and they hope the billboard doesn't affect their business in a negative way. If it does, they are open to putting a sign up in front of their store saying they do believe in God. Kristen? All right, thanks a lot, Brandon. Now, by the way, everyone, that billboard costs $1,800. Rhodes says when the board goes down in a month, there's a possibility the organization will move that billboard to another location still here in Knoxville. All right. I believe that. And also, it's one of those things, and I, and I guess from uh, my uh, perspective, mm -hmm. they have the right to do that. And the pastor brought a good point. He was like, hey, if y'all have such a problem, why don't y'all do this? And the man said when they first did it, the billboards uh, gave, didn't give them a hard time. And now they did. They, they put it up there. Because who the fuck put up billboards anymore? I don't mean no harm. Like, you have, like, the Internet and other forms of, of getting shit to people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's plenty of billboards where it's, they're blank now. Like, a lot of them shits are, like, blank because people are, like, uh, or either they'll they have billboards now where they are the rotating one where they're like three and four and every few seconds they rotate around or either I've seen a lot of them have the billboards where they're all um, electronic. Like they do shit like that where you like you got in goddamn Vegas because it's one of those things where people are like, um, yeah, I ain't got $1,800 to blow for 30 days. Yeah. I just feel like if you believe in your faith, what does it matter? Correct. You know, it should only, um, be an invite to people that are questioning. And also, I just think people shouldn't be afraid of different thought processes and ways to learn shit. As long as it's not hurting anybody or discriminating against anybody, I don't see why this would be considered anything bad. You know, um, Correct. if a person, you know, d d is lacking faith or doesn't, you know, is questioning their beliefs, well, what's wrong with them checking something else out? You know, so I, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like the atheists did anything wrong there. Mm -mm. Uh, here's another uh, An story. In Carlisle, refused to treat a female student who refused to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. A human rights group says this child was bullied and embarrassed. Amanda St. Hilaire now with the details. The organization representing this student says this is a potential violation of First Amendment rights. Those attorneys also say this started with a skewed idea of patriotism. A patriot is somebody who engages in society and who does things. Uh, standing up and reciting is not any proof of patriotism. The American Humanist Association wrote a letter to the school district. It says last week an 8th grade Wilson Middle School student was in the school nurse's office. She was waiting for treatment when the Pledge of Allegiance took place. The student says she stayed seated and quiet like she typically does during the pledge instead of standing with everyone else. Attorneys for the student say the nurse yelled at her and made her leave, saying, I have the right to not service you. 
the irony here is that those claiming to be patriotic are acting extremely unpatriotic if they're badgering somebody exercising her First Amendment rights. The letter goes on to say that when the crying student asked to call her mother, the nurse reportedly said, she isn't calling a parent until I have a long conversation with her. What? The student says a school counselor then told her she should stand in the hallway if she refuses to say the pledge, calling it district policy. So we read through the middle school handbook. It says students who don't say the pledge must respect the rights of other classmates, but it doesn't say anything about standing in the hallway. Right. The school district gave us this statement, saying the Carlisle Area School District is aware of reports that the district allegedly violated a student's right to opt out of the Pledge of Allegiance. The district is investigating the matter at this time. The school district says since this is a legal matter, it can't say much more. The attorneys for the students say they're just looking for acknowledgement and apology and reassurance this won't happen again. Working for you in Cumberland County, Amanda St. Hilaire, ABC 27 News. Yeah, my question is this. If you work for the school district, right, how can you tell me as a student that uh, you don't have to do shit? Like, you're the nurse. Right. Your job. Just do your fucking job, man. What? What? You're the nurse. What the fuck you got to do with the Pledge of Allegiance? Right. Just do your fucking job. And, uh, you know, this is that thing where people call it religious freedom, but it's just the freedom to discriminate. Right. So because this girl didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance, you ain't got to be her nurse? And you won't let her call her parents? Yeah, the baby God ain't me because I'll demand that bitch be fired. And if you have a problem with it, think about it the opposite way. If you, if you don't have a problem with what she did, just think about it the opposite way. You, you have a Christian kid, you taking your kid to church, you raise them, whatever. And then uh, someone decides, uh, yeah, because you said the part in, in the Pledge of Allegiance about uh, under God, um, I'm not going to do my sworn duty to be the nurse. Fuck you. And I'm not going to let you call your parents either until we have a long talk about how you need to be an atheist. You will lose your shit. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with people? Just do your damn job. Huh. Speaking of people not wanting to do that job over religion. Also had this. Well, Brittany Cartrett says she wants her story shared in the hopes that this doesn't happen to someone else. But unfortunately for Cartrett, the law is not on her side. This is Brittany Cartrett, who recently learned some bad news from her doctor about her pregnancy. She miscarried around five or six weeks along. Um, so we made the decision to not do a DNC and to get a medicine. He said, well, I'm going to prescribe you this medicine. You'll take it and it'll help you pass naturally so that you don't have to go the more invasive route. The doctor's office called the Milledgeville Walmart to fill the prescription, but they were told no, and they were not given a reason. So we found another place to fill it, but I still had to go up there because I had to get another prescription. And then whenever I went up there, I, she came to me and she said, well, do you have any questions about this prescription? I said, no, I don't, but I do have a question about the other one. And she looks at my name and she says, oh, well, I couldn't think of a valid reason why you would need this prescription. The drug in question, misoprostol, is also used to induce abortions. I was able to speak off camera to Walmart pharmacist Sandeep Patel, who said he was aware of the situation and also said that pharmacists have the ability to turn down prescriptions at their own discretion. Mercer University law professor Zach Buck verified that the ability to turn down prescriptions based on personal beliefs has been law in Georgia for about 15 years. Wow. I also contacted Brian Nick at Walmart's corporate office who stated, quote, 
Our pharmacists fill prescriptions on a case-by-case basis every day in our stores throughout the country, and we encourage them to exercise their professional judgment in doing so, end quote. It's very frustrating because who is the pharmacist to make that decision? I understand that they go to school for a very long time for that job. They do a residency just like a doctor does, but I'm not going to see that pharmacist. I'm going to see a doctor. And if, if it's because of that, to, due to uh, the conscious clause, I think is what it's called. If it's due to that, then what other decisions are they making based off of our health and our needs Right. by not giving a prescription to someone who may or may not need it? Brittany Cartridge says that since posting her story on social media, she's had several people message her who were in similar situations, one of whom had to go to five different pharmacies before she could get her medication. Goddamn. Mercer professor Zach Buck says some states like Wisconsin have an addendum to the law that Georgia does not have, which encourages pharmacies to have pharmacists on call that will fill prescriptions when others at the same facility refuse. Live in studio, Chase Ambrose, WGXA. How do you even get to be a pharmacist and be that fucking stupid? That shouldn't be a motherfucking law. That, yeah, like, well, that- you know, but see, I thought that at first too, though, Karen. I don't. I, I think it has to be a law because they got to do stuff like someone comes in and it seems obvious that they're addicted to something and they're just using a fake prescription to get a fix or they're using, you, you know, that like they're it's a drug that they're using recreationally or something or uh, it looks like they're gonna fucking OD on some shit. You know, like I understand why you don't want to take the pharmacist's ability to have discretion out of the process what i don't understand is that something like that clearly comes from a moral place that you know uh abortion is murder and that's and that's what that's about that like that is a situation where that's somebody's religious or just pure you know uh just their 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 opinion no longer is that about you know protecting someone's safety or whatever you're doing that clearly out of a moral place of like i'll never prescribe this drug because people are going to get abortions with it. it's like well the doctor told me this i'm having a miscarriage and this will help me pass this baby naturally uh well not baby anymore but mm-hmm. pass this this naturally and then you're going no that's a baby still i get to decide you're gonna use it for abortion you're lying that's so i and, like and, I, and, you know and that's the problem and that's why i say it just shouldn't be there it, and i hate to be like that because so if somebody comes in and they're fucking clearly strung out on drugs you should just be like well i don't have the discretion just here you go here's some drugs it's, it's not that it's like put it's like if you're gonna have that it should be well if you're hooked on drugs like make, make it specifically for that it's it's situation and mm-hmm. just say everything else you have to because like my health is on the line based on your morals and i don't give a fuck about your goddamn morals yeah i we agree on that i'm just trying to put the holistic point in there that if you like just like this broad sweeping you should be able to have discretion uh thing was probably not meant to be used with your religion correct saying you can't have discretion is not a good solution to that problem well then because there's going to be situations where a pharmacist does need to have discretion and it's not about their religion but it's about someone's actual health okay and 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 in that case that's fine but 
what are the rules and regulations and parameters for you to make this? Like, like that's my mm-hmm. thing. What are the rules and regulations and parameters for you to make this decision? And if you're going to do this, I agree that you need to be like other states. But if you won't do it for a situation like this, not the drugs, but, you know, have somebody else that will feel it versus I got to float around the whole goddamn city to get my shit filled out. That makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like they said, with that addendum that you can call, kind of call in the the actual science uh based person to be like come on man what are y'all doing and and, and like i said and, and my thing I, maybe it's just me I, I i i just think that it is dumb i do agree with you for the fact that okay under certain circumstances yes you do need to make a a, a educated decision but in others when it comes to something like that that's not your call that's not your choice i agree um it's just how do you parse those situations i don't know if a broad sweeping rule is gonna fix it or not right and 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 to an extent okay like you actually prescribe drugs out to people and if somebody is on drugs maybe just me i might be dumb but you should at least be aware of the symptoms of you know people that are on these particular drugs to come to the to that particular conclusion Right, but what I'm saying is if you said I have a broad sweeping law that nobody should be able to uh, use their discretion, that would take away that ability. So we don't want to, I don't want a law like that. And, and, and okay, now, you now, now I agree with you with that, but, 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 but you can't be like, well, if they say no, fuck it. Like, like that's the problem I have. You, you can't be, it can't be like that. I shouldn't. I, we both agree. Okay. We both agree. I'm just, yeah we both agree man i just don't think you should have a i don't know that the, the solution is to say well now we don't want you to use your brain at all just get the drugs out just hand the drugs out over the counter don't i don't period that's it like no there's gonna have to be specific language like right for look, specific situations for, yes. for your moral fucking quandary about abortion fuck you right just like don't- there's just gonna have to be something about it that simple like mm-hmm. we already had roe versus roe v wade why are we still trying to debate this through all these side channels and, and all these other angles rather than just be like, yeah, um, that's been, that's, that has been settled. Like quit your job or something if you that, can't, if you don't want to. That, that's my point. And I have a question. What happened if you like refuse this woman to service? She floating around and she dies. Right. Cause does she have the right to sue you? Cause you wouldn't fucking feel her prescription now based off of your morals. Right. Are they still going to have your, your back? Right. That shit? Like, right. I don't think so. And, and that's the problem that I that, like that. that I think for me, that's, that's what's fucking frustrating. Like what happened if you have, you know, you fill out prescription and somebody comes in for STD, but you have a problem with people having premarital sex. All of a sudden I can't, not trying to find it. I can't get my medication because, uh, because you have a problem with my lifestyle. Right. No. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, speaking of being fucking ridiculous, remember uh, I Love New York? Yes. Her real name was Tiffany New York Pollard. Mm-hmm. So on the Flavor of Love. Well, now she's going to be on another reality show. Um, it's going to be, it's called Botched. It's about botched plastic surgeries. Oh. You get to see her in a way you've never seen her before. You know, she had those huge, huge breast implants. Yes, she did. So here's a preview for it. Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. New York. My breasts are jacked up. The saggy, the extra skin. My breasts are unhappy. 
I grew up in upstate New York being the granddaughter of a minister. Life was very sheltered for me. Just pretty much church, school, and home. I just never felt like I fully fit in. So I found my escape watching television and saying, bitch, one day you will be somebody. But one day I was watching Geraldo Rivera and I saw Dolly Parton walk out on stage. And when I saw that white chick come on the screen, you know, with her blonde hair, her tiny waist and her big tits, I said, that's gonna be me one day. I love where I'm from, but I always felt like I was destined for greater things. So I knew I would leave. And a year later, I got discovered on Hollywood Boulevard and the rest is history. I'm the original queen of reality television. Y'all remember me from The Flavor of Love, I Love New York, New York Goes to Work, Hollywood. And she, the thing that's crazy is she looks so much better without them big fake titties. Mm-hmm. So sad, really. Yeah, but she actually did, did look better. She got herself jacked up. Well, you right, it's an addiction for some people. Flat chested, flat chested. I was nothing but nipples. It wasn't enough. So when I got my own show, I went to Beverly Hills. I consulted with one of the finest doctors, and he told me that I can go as big as I wanted to go. So I let him go super huge on my... I remember that. It's like every every year she came back with bigger titties. It was getting out of control. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for some for some people, it's not a problem. But for some people, it can get to the point where it can be an addiction, um, and it could be unhealthy for some people. Yeah, and um, and um, this is kind of almost an example of that because it's one of those things where it becomes unnatural. Yeah, and and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do, but there are consequences to that. When I woke up, I was in so much pain and discomfort and realized that it's like one tit is in Africa and the other one is in Europe. This ah. tit right here feels like a bowling ball. It's tight and it's hard, but this one is really saggy and disgusting. I felt like I got cheated. I've held back on so many things because I've been uncomfortable with my breasts. If the doctors are going to give me what I'm looking for, I feel like they could really give me the edge that I need for the next stretch of my career. Career doing what? Right. What is her job? Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's been up to. Uh, she just hadn't had a hit show, that's all. Cause that, that was her thing. Because it was like a span. You couldn't go nowhere without seeing her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like okay. I would, I would. What are they gonna do? Are they gonna reduce them, shape them right? Like well, I don't know. Sounds like her career's gone tits up. Yes, it now has. it's time for me to become who I wanted to be. Ever since I was a kid, I have to have this. There's no other way. <laughs> My favorite part is like I said, bitch. You got to have confidence, All right? <laughs> That's amazing. But uh, yeah, New York uh, getting her titties worked on, and the picture yeah, of her. Ain't that wrong with getting your titties worked on? Yeah, getting them reworked on, getting them fixed, Karen. Um, yeah, cause yeah, cause hers is having a real, real hard time. And and the thing about uh, fake titties like a tune-up, you every few years you got to go get them retightened. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Dennis Quaid went off um, on the set of. Uh, Oh, some, some, I don't know where the fuck he was at. Dennis Quaid still makes movies. Like, what is he in right now? I don't know. I only know who this person is. I probably do. Right Dennis Quaid. Com- shit. Oh, I know who that white man is. Mm-hmm. Completely loses his mind on set, and the tantrum was caught on camera. 
Dennis is on what appears to be a set. You can see a camera off to the right side, and he's going off on a slew of people in a room, all because someone walked in on the set during one of his lines. I am acting here, and this head wanders onto my set. I can't even get a line out until Dopey the starts whispering in your ear. You can hear someone off camera trying to calm the actor down. Dennis then comes from behind the desk and the person filming moves the camera down in fear of the caught. He continues to go off at the crew screaming more profanity before storming off yelling below me and slamming the door. Whoa, we have never seen Dennis act this way and it's got many wondering if this blow up was just a prank. The 40-second video appeared to be filmed on a camera phone and was leaked on Reddit last night. One commenter claims to work for Jimmy Kimmel Live and insists the video is all a bit for the show, which is completely believable. Jimmy is no stranger to these kinds of stunts. Dennis and his reps have not yet said anything regarding the video. So do you think it was a joke? Tweet us at Holly Scoop and let us know your thoughts. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, in that case, I don't want to give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, you know, it's not bad when it happens for real, but if it's just Jimmy Kimmel playing around again, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's uh, I saw this. Um, I didn't even put it on Guess the Race. There was a uh, graphic footage of an actual rape that happened at Spring Break. Oh. Um, and it's a bunch of black dudes going to jail for this shit. Lock them animals under the motherfucking cell. Period. Don't give a fuck if they black or not. Uh, don't give a fuck about spring break. I saw somebody write an article that was like, isn't it time to end the drugs, alcohol, and vomit of spring break? Nope. Don't blame it on drugs. Don't blame alcohol. alcohol. Plenty of people go there every year. And have they don't, a good time and, and get right. drunk and high and have a blast and take their asses home safely. Nope. These dudes are some gang rapists. They need to go to jail. Yes, face charges after the alleged gang rape of a woman on a crowded beach. It happened during spring break in Panama City Beach, and we need to warn viewers we blurred the faces in this video because some of the images may be disturbing. As Don Champion reports, it was even recorded on video. Shit. The alleged attack was caught on cell phone video. It's so graphic, the images had to be blurred. But Bay County, Florida, Sheriff Frank McKeithen saw it unedited. So they Probably stood around her? That's what's crazy. People are standing, literally, no joke, guys, two feet away from this happening with their backs to them, men and women. Standing with their backs to it like nothing's going on. Like, this person's getting fat. They're passed out. People are having sex with her in broad daylight on the beach. And people are just sitting up there like, so what party are you going to after this? Okay, cool. The Fuck most people disgusting, too. repulsive, sickening things that I've seen this year. Investigators say what's happening here is the gang rape of a young woman in March. Even more troubling, as you can see here, it happened in broad daylight on a packed Panama City beach. There's hundreds, hundreds of people standing there watching, looking, seeing, hearing what's going on. And yet our culture and our society and our young people have got to the point where obviously this is acceptable. The victim did not remember what happened enough to report it and told police she may have been drugged. Police in Alabama discovered the video weeks ago during a shooting investigation. Two Troy University students, 22-year-old Delante Martise and 23-year-old Ryan Calhoun, both black, now face charges of sexual battery by multiple perpetrators. The search is also on for a third suspect. 
The attack happened during what the sheriff called an out-of-control spring break in Panama City. According to his office, arrests more than tripled compared to last year. Suspects considered armed and dangerous multiplied by six, and sexual assaults nearly doubled. Don Champion, CBS News, New York. The two college students arrested appeared in court over the weekend and have been suspended from school. Yeah, that's sick, man. This is some sick ass shit, dog. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the one, the fact somebody recorded it, didn't call police, didn't say anything. Right. People stood around, hundreds of people, y'all, hundreds. Like, like it was literally a beach pack full of people. I mean, it's it's just amazing, man. Like. That's what people think. Right. That's what happens when when you lose sympathy and empathy when it's goddamn not you. Right. Like the fact that, like, obviously the fact that anybody was there with their back turned, but there were women standing three feet away. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just like I'm turning my back to this person being raped. You know what's what's wrong with that? Sometimes people pass out and you got to gang rape them. Oh, shit happens. (sighs) Fucking this world. The fuck is the point? Um, uh, let's see. Speaking of other fucked up shit, uh, ex Philly drug cop admits to taking cash and payments, uh, and planning, uh, evidence for years. That's not surprising. And every single solitary case and the rest he has, I will goddamn overturn it just because. Jeffrey Walker was busted in the FBI sting May 2013. He's been in custody since February 2014 after pleading guilty to stealing $15,000 in drug money and planting drugs in a suspect's car. He is now testifying against six other narc- narcotics officers impl- impl- implicated in the FBI's investigation, including the group's alleged ringleader, Thomas Lisiardello. Um, Walker testified in court today that the group would target college boy khaki pants types because they were easy to intimidate. That matches the description of some of the drug dealers who have testified in recent weeks in federal police corruption trial. The witnesses have said the squad stole as much as $80,000 at the time during the legal raids made by, marked by threats and physical violence. Walker, 46, said police brass applauded the drug squad because they made big arrests that made them look good. Squad leader Thomas mm-hmm. Luciardello, the lead defendant, produced big jobs and lots of arrests, he said. They liked that. As far as the Boston supervisor were concerned, it made them look good. It was nothing but a dog and pony show. That's all it is, Walker said. Right. Everybody's about that money. Lisa Adello said, he said, always got a cut of the money stolen or skimmed from drug suspects while the others split the jobs they worked. Right. Right. Because, because the thing is that you can, that's why they're trying to change the rules and say, hey, when y'all bust this, no, 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 no. It's not going back to the department like that did it. it we, we're going to disperse this money in other ways now. During Jeffrey Walker's, uh, 24 year police career, he, he was dogged by corruption accusations for years. Uh, once in the prestigious drug unit, it took only a few years before things started to go awry and for complaints to reach internal affairs. The first complaint came in 2002. Another came in, in 2004 and another in 05 and three in 2006 Woo. the first settlement of four case with a payout attached $75,000 came in February 2004 after that they kept coming that's all of the 22 complaints filed against Walker the department sustained just one from 2003 about a search without proper warrants of the 13 now closed lawsuits filed against Walker the city paid in seven of the cases a total of $352,500 that's all. Well, what do you mean that's all? That's a lot. Well, One dude cost you all that money? That tells you how much money they brought in. They must have been bringing in so much drug money. They were like, yeah, we had to give almost a half million back. That ain't shit. 
You, they must have been making so much money during these busts. That, true. And true. that's one cop. That, he, he can't be the only one that was getting these accusations. They were. Though that's how much that shake they were shaking these dudes down for. And that's frustrating. And it's one of those things where, what what happened if the one day they do come, you wasn't doing shit and you end up in some jail for some shit that you didn't do. Well, they were planting evidence. Of course, people were innocent. People were in jail. Right. And that's, that's why when you said that's all, I'm like that's a lot. That's that I mean, that I mean, the amount they paid to lawsuits indicates to me how guilty they must have been. That's true. I mean, I mean, and maybe that's just me, but I'm thinking I got arrested. I could lost my job, and all I'm doing is seventy five hundred like you like seventy five thousand dollars to these frat boys and shit for the lawsuits to go away. That's a settlement. Yeah, that's a uh, lot. That's how okay. much you get. You know, you were inconvenienced. Uh, they're not gonna press charges probably. They're admitting guilt. Okay. And then they give you money to go the fuck away. Okay. Okay. That's all okay. They care now, about. now that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So they never really had somebody that, look, I'm innocent. I'm gonna fight this bitch. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. Cause if I'm innocent and I'm like, I'm gonna fight this bitch, you, you're gonna give me more than $7,500. Yeah. Um, Love and Hip Hop is coming back, Karen. I'm glad I'm ready. Uh, Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, the only one, you know, that we I really about. fuck with. Uh, LA. Boring. I love LA. Um, but it's still new, you know. Right, you got to rub on, man. New York is boring. I'm sorry. Yeah, you need some time for uh, L.A. to really like reach its own potential. But um, yeah, just just women with big booties, mm, that's boring. They all look alike. I'm good. Um, for New York, you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so they will have an after show now, hosted by Big Tigger. Who the hell is the Big Tigger? Use the host Rap City. Light skinned dude, be freestyling all the time, kind of corny. Oh, that's old school right there. Um, he'll be hosting the after show, like Walking Dead, Catfish, and Breaking Bad have after shows, Real Housewives. You know, oh, he's gonna do a post show recap now. Um, it's just been announced that the latest TV show to jump on the after show trend is Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and the Double Dose of Foolishness will be hosted by none other than V103's Big Tigger. The after show will debut following the season premiere Monday, April 20th. Woohoo! I'm ready to. As far as who we can expect to see this season, we already know a few members of the cast have gotten the boot as they've taken the social media to announce it already. Also, not returning our cast members, Waka Flocka and Tammy Rivera. I knew that. Like, that's How'd not... you know that? Uh, man, they were so laid back and so separate. <laughs> they was actually happy and right. shit. Right. And, Wa- and Waka was touring and shit like that. Like, and she's trying to have a career. Like, I was like, they not coming back because they was just almost like a op. And then all that, the big fight that broke out and shit like that. Yeah. Nah. Waka, Waka I mean, Waka Flocka Mama was like, nope. She mm-hmm. was like, if I have to lay my hand on some bitches, this is going to be some problem. That's a, that's a big, strong woman. She was like, nope. Does uh, that mean we don't get Miss Dale, though? Because right. I, I miss Miss Dale. She was good. Right. She might, because of her son not coming back, she might not come back. I'm not, yeah. you know, it didn't she say saw that. that. She saw that fighting at that reunion, and she looked like, mm-mm, these bitches crazy. Right. She She's like, I, I, and her thing is, she, she's to the point where she's like older, and she's like, I'm not about that life now. Yeah, but I guarantee you, if she stop putting some hands on some folks, it's gonna be issues and repercussions. Yeah, she just like she never played that though. Mm-mm. But she, but she saw them fight. She's like, my word, what are y'all doing? Right. That's how she sounded to me. Right. And then uh, them niggas came Ladies. in, there, came in at high on drugs, flipping food mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-mm. This this season, Mimi Faust has started a management company. And no, she don't clean no more. She ain't she ain't Mammy the maid. She ain't Molly the maid. <laughs> Mammy the maid. Damn, that's worse than what 
it was just the same saying uh, molly the maid is what she was called um and no she's gonna be signing rappers because they need to bring in more cast members so they had to come up with a way to do that uh she's gonna be signing rappers that you probably never heard of because have you ever heard of any of these motherfuckers right and Jess- jessica dime piece right and ain't nobody nobody came out with an album except for no 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 not on hip-hop not on love and hip-hop uh, i just put jessica dime piece into um into spotify and return back no results for oh. jessica dime piece oh i'm i take that back amarion is the only one that's been on any other little hip-hop since put out an actual album ray j well ray j but has he put out a recent album oh i don't know yeah you know like amarion is like actually working on his career and actually put out like a, a, a current now, current album well anyway mimi's gonna find just sign jessica dime piece and tiffany fox now tiffany fox is on uh spotify with 7663 plays for her number one song let's run away let's just run away let's run away let's leave today let me hear you say You know what happened uh, the last time I was up here? You know, go ahead and order me something to drink. Well, I walked in to speak to Rashida, and the last th- that, that's the music that like, plays in the background yeah. between the cooks. Well, I already know how we're going to hear it. This is how it's going to sound on the show. They're not going to let you hear all that because that's whack. Right. They're just going to be like, you know, I was up in the studio working on my song. Let's just run away. Let's run away. Let's leave Hey girl, how you doing? I'm so glad you stopped by the studio. I just want to talk. Yes. They always cut that whack ass song yes. off after like ten seconds. They have never played a full song on Love and no. Hip Hop except for the last song of the season when they do they talking at the end where it'd be like, because they could. They, by the way, this does sound like one of those songs where they could play it at the very end right. of the season. Is, is this made on them Fruity Loops, Fruit Loops thing? Air beat maker. Everybody be talking about uh, Fruity Loops, probably um yeah i could definitely see them trying to pull something at the end of the season where they keep they do that thing where they lower the volume then the person talks and they raise the volume back and then another person comes on so it'll be like kurt will be on there or something this season i definitely learned that home is where the heart is and family always comes first i'll never do my wife like that again and i'm sorry and I just want to move on. Yes. Then 
they'll cut to like Mimi or something. She'd be like, you know, as a strong, independent black woman, it is time for me to get my own business and do my thing because worrying about these men, huh, honey, that ain't about to do nothing for me. It's all about my business plan and my daughter in 2015. Like I, they, I can see them doing that with this song. That could happen. Yes, it got that feel. Happen. That not really listening feel to it. Yeah, I'm a miss Benzino with his no neck having self, man. Yeah, no him Benzino. and Sleezo. Uh, as we've seen from the trailer, Nico returns this time with his wife Margot Sims. What? Yeah, remember we find out he was married at the end of last season. I mean, I mean yes, we. And now I guess they went and dug her up, and now she's gonna be on the show because they need people. They need the drama. Oh, that's right. You did. You did kick uh, Benzino and old girl off, so somebody got to replace him. So Nico going to have his wife there that he was still secretly married to. Carly Red is returning. Uh, of course she returning. No, no love interest, but she, that, has that ever stopped her? Oh, no. She going to have a love interest. For she the trying season, to force though. that young jock thing so hard. What? Uh, let's see who she'll be in a relationship with this season. Young jock also returns with his new girlfriend, Kadia. Well, maybe we'll get a love triangle there right i can't believe young jock's still here uh, when, <laughs> that carly, dude. carly red had some good one-liners that that she told him uh meet him in a trap because it's going down uh rashida yes. and kirk return kirk is back to his dirty dog cheating allegedly kalina of dirty money also returns with her husband and she's still pregnant still how long she been, how long she been pregnant how's that fucking possible she <laughs> She is she Joe Swanson's wife from right. Family Guy? What that shit was like fifteen? She a fifteen month pregnancy? It ain't, it ain't no joke. And then uh, she think she Bonnie? Right, and th- oh, right. Oh, Bonnie's permanently pregnant on Family Guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, cause she had she uh cut loose a girlfriend. Yeah, and her husband wanted that three way, and it wasn't popping off. Oh yeah, that girl was like, mm, I, uh, uh-uh. me and you, we can go, but not him. Also, Scrappy Erica and Bambi supposed to return. Oh god, the dumbest. Oh, that's the dumbest love triangle. That love triangle couldn't combine for six hundred on SAT. No, that just for, and I think you get eight hundred for filling your name out right or something like. Right. They couldn't get any of that. No. Oh, Mama, D, you know, with then Mama D coming back, the oh, queen. Oh, I do need Mama D. Yes, Mama D got to be back up in the house. Yeah, Mama D is my shit. K A T, and that spells cat. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love me some Mama D. No, she said B I C T. No, B I T C H, and in that order. Right. <laughs> and then remember, she had her song too. I deserve. Oh, I forgot well, that. That's, that's how they ended last season. Yes. Thought a mother's kind of love was supposed to be from heaven above. The day you left this world. Wait, they have an official music video for this? No oh way. Lord. No way. Mama D, they spent money. Oh, the hell they did. Wow. Wow. Anytime the producer has his phone number at the bottom of the intro, come on. It's going to be good, Ratchetness. You might be slumming. Mama D in cursive. <laughs> <laughs> that is how we're starting this. If you want to watch along, I'll put it in the chat for you. Oh. I thought a mother's kind of love was supposed to be from here. Oh, they got a little kid playing Young Scrappy. 
And no, I didn't take that. I mean, he's a young scrappy. He's not, <laughs> not a little scrappy. He's a young, young, they must hire the little kid to be like, remember when he was six? Before you knew he was stupid? The day you left this world. She putting flowers on a casket? Who died? I don't know. Much to my surprise, the love I wanted from you inside. I'm so mad that those flowers still had some cotton or something on them. Did you see that? No. Look at look at these flowers, Karen. It's oh, they got them fresh at the box. Yeah, they didn't even pluck all the the stray hairs off of them. Look at this. Right, right here. Oh, damn it! You deny. Oh, is her suit half black and white? What? She's looking like Two Face, y'all. <laughs> her suit half black and half white. <laughs> I'm ready for this season oh my god i gotta it, tell twitter it is going to be full of ratchetness until i know a lot of people love new york but mm-mm. I, I, I tried new york god that shit's so motherfucking boring yeah, you I gotta just, be I more just, than just big titties and ass to keep I my just, attention i just told twitter why didn't y'all tell me mama d made a whole fucking entire real ass video for this shit Back to the back to this. And you're the reason why you dedicate my life. Mama D, get him! Get him, Mama D. I'm ready for the queen up in this castle. Yes! Listen, guys, if you're playing this, go to the one minute and nine second mark. Oh, I'm so ready for this show to be back. One minute and nine seconds. Disinherit Mama D. Like, not her government name. Mama D. Mama D. That's her name. You didn't know that. No. It's only going to be one queen up in this castle. Gods. <laughs> Gods. <laughs> Kick them out of my castle. Yes, I'm ready for Mama D. Oh, I See, man, Scrappy should have just got her that bike and called her today. Right. She said she would have took the bike and went on uh, about her business. Yeah, to write her a hit, quote unquote. Right. She a cougar too. Giving all the cougars a bad name. Doesn't matter. I don't understand what's going on. Doesn't matter. Yes. That's a line. Apparently so. Someone wrote that. Yes, they did. Or she had lived. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what they say. Oh, scrapping his daughter, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I forget her name, but I just remember it was, it was, it was like. It was all fucked up. But yes, 
I, I love that's beautiful man at one minute 49 what the fuck is they recording homeless people what is that got to do with this what's happening what is that song doing i don't know love is for us through it doesn't matter oh she gave okay i think i figured out that dude that was looking at the newspaper was supposed to probably be looking at the at the job ads okay i'm assuming I, now they didn't show that they didn't do any work there because then she walked up and handed him a box of food which is probably just a fish plate or something right from the local fish act so it's like look mama d helps the homeless right got some crocus and some coleslaw mm-hmm. what they say and then she hugged him now this nigga don't look homeless to me he like got his his, his beard is tight and everything <laughs> He's an old black man with a shirt on and a hat, but she went up and hugged him like Jesus because I'm assuming that's that's how altruistic Mama D is, guys. Apparently so. I love her Michael Jackson bop though. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all gonna get all this today? Oh, I love it. I'm so mad she's only doing this for the photo op, but it's so good. It is. They just sitting there like, it don't, I don't even think these people are homeless. Like, I just think they're the laundromat or something. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, yeah. here's a chicken box, yeah, baby. She had them Roscoe fish plates. Right. <laughs> Here you go, baby. You want some mustard with this? And they just mm-hmm. hugging her like, oh, a fish plate. When you came into my life, I truly recognized that you gave me. Oh, that's our whole family in there. Oh, man, they turning me around on this video now. Now I like it. <laughs> <laughs> they had that whole black Aww. family in there. Your love, uh, all the love we shared. Probably scrappy brothers and sisters. Yeah, I didn't know. Right. Yeah, brothers and sisters, they don't be on the show. Yeah, they're like, I do the video with your mama, but I ain't being on the show. Right, don't drag me into this shit. My marriage happy. I dedicate, I appreciate you Oh my God, her hand gestures are everything, y'all. Yes, they she are. She reached out to the ceiling with that. I dedicate. Like she snatched down dedicate. <laughs> I snatched it. We're out the air. She grabbing it. Every day you stay. to be loved. She deserves. She about to she about to set it out for everybody. What about him though? Does he deserve it? He don't he matter. Deserves. Yeah, it does. She just said it, Karen. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. I could feel it. She deserves. She I love that all these people are just random black people. Mm-hmm. Y'all kind of fuck with this video now. 
We all do deserve to be loved, y'all. Yeah, even though, even though how I feel like Two-Face, I'm still down for the cause. She could have pimped this into some Black Lives Matter, but she had that integrity and didn't. I right. appreciate that. She had a hit on her hands. Now, who is this old-ass pimp, man? Come on, dog. Ah, now that's a pimp. I guess he need to be loved. Uh, you know he been at the KG. Oh, you know he was he was scouting him out at the K and G. The white suit, the shades, and the camera. right. See, to see them the people when you at K and G, like like even even if I'm with Roger, but if I'm at K and G, I I look down and make sure he ain't got gator shoes on. And if he does, I just look at the ground, and just run because mm-hmm. I like nope. I serve, I it doesn't matter whether you're woman, man, or child. It doesn't matter whether you're straight or gay. We're all God's creatures. What? What? Get him, Mama D. Get him. Oh, em. I wish I had that as a soundbite. Get him, Mama D. It doesn't D. matter whether you're straight or gay. We're all God's creatures. Son! Hot fire from Mama D. Yes. It doesn't matter if you... Oh, my Third, God. I love. It doesn't matter whether you're woman, man, or child. It doesn't matter whether you're straight or gay. We're all God's creatures. I deserve And in that order. And in that order. Oh. Yes, Mama D. No, you didn't, Mama D. Yes. That shit's on iTunes. I am so like, like this. N- Love and Hip Hop ATL is the only one I really care about. It's the only thing that matter. Right. Hollywood, like you say, Hollywood got to grow on me, but yeah, this is the only one. I skip all the other ones. I ain't even I love Hollywood. Y'all. I love Hollywood. But, um, they got some previews for the season out here too. Well, Ray J did make Hollywood good. Hollywood is second if I had to rank them. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? You know, oh, I don't know why this Yeah, you got Ray fun. J with swag swag. Swag swag, yeah. Um, let me see if I can play this. Uh, they got some 30 second previews for the season. Love and Hip Hop, Miko, Mimi versus, uh, Nico is one of the clips. See if we can get this thing to play. Damn, don't even want to play on their jaggedy ass site. Come on, VH1. Y'all supposed to be somebody. Look at y'all. You look great. You didn't think I'd find out about the photo session? Nico swear he down Tupac and Juice. When all else fails. Nico has received. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Was she over that door? You see how Stevie was standing there? With that hand just that he did? <laughs> yes! Oh my God. Stevie, like, I'm back, fails. bitch. Nico has resurfaced. Hold on, wait. I'm not gonna let this eat off you no more. I'm gonna handle this. Nini signed a contract. I own her. You can always count on me. Guilty. You violate my family, I handle you. I dismantle you. Oh, shit, they gonna fight again? <laughs> yes, I'm here for that. Stevie Miko round two? Fight! Uh-huh, I'm here for that. And then you got uh, this one, which is just first look. Every single day you do stuff that I never thought you would do. Oh, that must be Miko's new wife. Oh, um, Man. what's going on inside her head? She got that anime character haircut. Right. You're still married. You're still my wife. And I love you. In a city filled with secrets. What is the difference between... Dale! Oh, she... Yeah, she back. Walker, Dale back? Walker and his wife is like, no, but... And she, she gonna be advising these women? Oh, it's gonna be oh. good? 
I can't wait for that. Cause you know she gonna be giving them the business. You supposed to be a mother. They gonna be so many tears, shit, oh, when she, she talking to Mimi. You know she got her them dead bars. You got your child out here watching this. The difference between Stevie and Nico. You still love Stevie. So finally he told me What's up with this wig on Jocelyn's head, man? She just wanted to be the number one bitch. Oh my god. Jocelyn, come you on. No, she all she wanna do is ask, you know, why don't you let me, Stevie? Stevie, you let me? Oh, the crack got her, man. She got she gonna have to put on this wig. Mm, she probably, a lot of hair probably fell out. Oh my god. It's like she'd be hosting the prices right with this wig. Oh, she looked like uh, Nene Leaks with that wig on. No, Nene yeah. be having them wigs looking like mop tops. Yeah, man, that's a bad wig, dog. It oh. ain't bad in the good way, bad in the bad way. Yeah, that wig does not look right, Jocelyn. I'll see if I can put it in the chat oh, for y'all to see. It, it looks terrible. Look at that, man. That looks terrible. Like the first half of the season of How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, do we talk about any um black people fuck with shit? Do we do that today? I don't know. Well, let's do this one. Um, I'm not gonna play music. Let's just in the interest of time. Uh, APS teachers sentenced 20 years for cheating scandal. Teachers in Atlantic Public School cheating scandal was sentenced by Judge Jerry Baxter. Baxter sent a strong yet excessive message to the educators who did not take a proposed plea deal. Tamara Cotman, Sharon Davis Williams, and Michael Pitts were sentenced to 20 years, seven to serve. 2,000 hours of community service, $25,000 fine, and no first offender status. Other sentences include Angela Williams, who received five years, one to serve, 1,500 hours of community service, and a $5,000 fine. Tabika Jordan received five years, two to serve, 1,500 hours of community service, and a $5,000 fine. Theresia Copeland was sentenced to five years, one to serve, with 1,000 hours of community service. Donald Bullock took the deal and will have to serve five years probation, six months of, of weekend served in jail, uh, 1,500 hours of community service. The courtroom was volatile at times as exchanges between defendants and Judge Baxter became heated. Judge Baxter wanted the teachers to apologize for their part in the scandal, but if the teachers believed that they were innocent, it wouldn't make sense to them to admit guilt in any form or fashion. Judge Baxter also called the te- case the sickest thing to happen in this town. It was an overstatement that ignored Atlanta's history of racial strife, child murders of the 1980s, and the 1996 Olympic Park bombing. Indeed, children were cheated by the APS scandal, and, children- and teachers should have been punished in some form or fashion. However, the sentence proves the case was a show and not an attempt to implement true justice. I, I believe that. And- <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And to me, this is not the first time groups of teachers have been busted across our country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this, in my personal uh, feeling, you need to dismantle the way that you do testing because a lot of times their jobs are tied to the testing. And when you have a, a systems is broken, you have people not wanting their taxes raised. You have them. Uh, a lot of politicians fighting against unions and shit like that. And then you tell the teacher, we're, we're going, not only are we going to underpay you, we're going to tell you that a student that's probably, that's, that's come to you already below wherever they need to be. If you don't get this student or a group of these students to pass these quote unquote standardized tests, mm-hmm. you will lose your job. And so yeah. everybody's not going for that. So that's why you have this break. Cause they was like, I'm not losing my motherfucking job because I have a, a, a bunch of children that keep getting passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they, yes, they're wrong, but this is the results of that. 
Yeah, I didn't think they would get jail time when I first heard of this. I mean, I understand they violated the law, so Mm -hmm. that's a possibility. But it does seem like a very harsh Harsh, sentence to send a message. Right. Um, And they said that they felt pressured into doing this. Right. Because their jobs were attached to that No Child Left Behind Act. Correct. And uh, they, they felt there was inordinate pressure to meet targets, so they basically forged the correct answers to test by students um you know which was which does you know underline the integrity undermine the integrity of the entire um institution correct but yeah i do you know I do think people he, fuck kids and don't get this kind of time correct <laughs> you know and the fact that they're all black and they were helping mostly black students mm-hmm. i mean uh, it's really hard not to um see that as just oh, a direct yeah, yeah. shot I'm, I'm fucked with just for the simple fact that that judge had the nerve to make that statement it looked like uh no other shit has happened in atlanta other than that the fuck yeah. out of here um and let's see uh did i want to cover anything else because it's a lot of shit i didn't get to but maybe we can do some tomorrow at the them thrones okay um <clears throat> But, uh, all right, let's, uh, get into ball alert. Everybody, I know they want to hear that. So let me play my song. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, 100. My bad, 100. Oh, yeah. We call them five-star, five-star nigga, that's a five-star click, that's a 645, that's that new L6, get a hip, get a half, it might even pay a rent, and the way I give it to me, man's money ever spent, I can't even lie, I'm so super high, do not need her, will not keep her unless she is fly, uh. Gucci man, throw a B, yo man is a troll, see she love me not, she love you not now, I want bitch a little man. When Atlanta look a Gucci girl and beat me And we can find a five-star hotel you can meet Five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch Just a five-star bitch, that's a five-star bitch Stay hot, females stay fly Keep your juice box wet and your head something fine And you a five-star bitch, you a five-star bitch You a five-star bitch, and you a Alright, here are your choices everybody Listen up carefully <clears throat> what wait did they change the title of this one i'm sorry this is uh this was not the title when i looked it up it said oh okay being pretty doesn't keep a baller blogged by at nick so fly that's the first one uh groupie tells my crazy night with kc of jodeci this is a current group this is a recent groupie tale nigga what ah! Who fucks them now? Right. Why? Why? Don't you love yourself? Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's number two. Number three, baller mail. This might be an Instagram liar hall of fame. Number four, this is an update to a previous baller alert. Okay, so check this one out. Baller mail, Michael Phelps thinks I'm playing. Oh, shit. I love that title. And number five, <clears throat> it might as well have been like, it is not a game. Like, I felt 
I felt hand claps between like Volumel, Michael Phelps thinks I'm playing. That's how I heard I heard it in my my heart. Right. And number five, so your baller wants to fly you out, blah by Queen of Vanya. Give me uh let's get those uh tallies going. I'll play some more five star chick. One to four. Number two, Karen? Yeah, number two got it. it was, everybody flooded up with two. Two got it. I cannot believe. In between two and four. Can't believe number two beat out number four. Well, we'll update the Michael Phelps story another day. Yeah, some people picked four, but it was a bunch of twos. I guess they were going crazy, 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 crazy about this group uh, tale. Groovy tales, my crazy night with Casey of Jodeci. <clears throat> this isn't so much a group of a groovy tale. It was actually a comment left under a recent post that was too hilarious not to share with everyone else. Check it out below. Disclaimer, groovy tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm 100% accuracy of any story posted. Want to share a story? Email 118balleralert.com. You can remain anonymous. I'll never forget when I was in LA like 10 years ago, Casey came up to me drunk as hell and started dancing with me. I didn't know who he was. I was like, ew, gross in my head. But then his manager came up and whispered, that's KC from the group Jodeci. I was basically like, and because I'm a brat like that. Anyway, he wanted my friend and I to come to his hotel party afterward and called his bodyguard over. His bodyguard goes, what do you need? We've got Coke, ecstasy, weed, whatever you want. By then, my friend was like, what the fuck? And wanted to leave. We were too innocent for all that. But out of nowhere, KC kissed me on the mouth. Ugh. I wiped it off and he goes, tell me you love my mother. Then his gum falls into his jacket, and I was like, um, I love your mother? All of a sudden, in comes his wife yelling, get these bitches out of here. Me and my friend were both like, what the F was that? And we left. Uh, I don't know how true this is, but based on how random everything occurred, I believe it says 11-8. I believe that too. Here's the comments. I laughed way too hard at this story, laughing my ass off. That's hilarious. Uh, says Nico Rose. Brazil says, laugh my fucking ass off. I believe it just because of who it's about. Uh, Selena says, his wife laughing my butt off. V says, I would never own up to that frog breathing on me. All KC can do is sing. Ew, shivers. Oh. Tony Baby says, laugh my ass off. It's hilarious and disturbing. Choco says, laugh my ass off. I believe it. I'm over here rolling on the floor. Dang, this is way, this was so beast funny. Sugar Bear says, oh, my God, that poor thing. I really want to give her a hug. I feel like she's been traumatized. I just Google KC because I always confuse him with JoJo and because they both look like gremlins. Ah. <laughs> As if there's a good choice in that. Sophia August says, this is hilarious. Big D said, this bitch is lying. Uh-oh. Big D does not sound amused. Mm -mm. This bitch is lying. I've been KC security for 18 years and ain't never offered any bitch nothing. Not even a drink. Maybe some gum. Ah! Maybe some gum or a mint if she got funky mouth tendencies. Not even the water. I'm so happy to be on social media so that I can say that KC wants what KC won't say publicly. 
This nigga don't even chew gum and he ain't and never been married. These wannabe bum bitches kill me just looking for attention. Well, I will give them some attention they desire. Fuck this bitch and fuck ball alert for posting this bullshit. <laughs> he, he, you know what? He been searching ball alert. He was like, the second they put some bullshit up about my boy KC, I'm going to post. To be honest, being on the road with these niggas has shown me women in a different light. Some of these hoes, not all, but most would do anything to lay with a celebrity and not just one. These hoes will fuck their way to the top. Keep up the good work, girl. You are on your way, whoever you are, but you lying. Damn, Big D. He Big D hold it down. So then we got some uh, uh comments on the second page. 11A said, Big D, are you security guard that carries KC around on his shoulders during concerts or a different one? And Big D says, same dude, yup. Shame on y'all for supporting such BS. Same dude! <laughs> And I'm a, I'm gonna reply, uh, Big D in the house. Yes, he is. Uh, Big D, did you ever get with any of those women on the tour? Can you please give us some of your own groupie tales? I am just here for the ratchet tree. Don't nobody got time for all this slut shaming. <laughs> Thanks, my dude. And there we go. Big deal. Let me know what's up. Um, and <laughs> that's it for Ball Alert this I just had an epiphany, I need to go to Tiffany's Fendi on my slippers and my cookies always slippery I don't need help, I pay my bills on time So I'm really gonna talk them with a deal, do sign Little mama, you a three star. I ain't sleeping when I show y'all. I'm in my dream car. How did you hype it? What's that rice in? I was doing my weaving. When you hit the stage, they were booing and leaving. All bitches 
Ask Little Wayne who the five-star bitch is. All right, all right, all right. Uh, shout out to Michael Jamal Warner. Apparently, um, he is tired of the bullshit on Twitter. He's been quiet. Uh, <laughs> like he, like he's been like the one person like out of like the main crew that nobody even you know asked or confronted or anything like that. In a series of tweets which contained some profane language, <laughs> the 44 year old former child star called out anyone who suggests the term is racially insensitive to say Black Lives Matter. All lives matter is a given to be grown and not understand the need to remind white and black America that black lives matter is choosing to be blind. Mm. Oh, he is sick of y'all foolishness, ain't he? Mm-hmm. He said recognize and or acknowledge white privilege. And then he put the peace sign out there. I noticed he used the white emoji peace sign. So maybe he don't got a, maybe he can get the update. He hadn't updated his shit yet. Um, but yeah, he was, he said, uh, what do you say? Thank you all for engaging on this important topic of racism and race relations. Thank you for the retweets and follows. It helps me feel like I didn't waste my time. Please keep discussing. I'm tired of talking in circles. Maybe someone else can make the points translate to those who don't understand. Um, yeah, man. Michael Jawan Warner was like, man, fuck y'all niggas talking about. Um, right. And the, the quote unquote American dad whose whole thing was, you know, respectability politics. He ain't said a motherfucking thing about any of this. You ain't heard him come out about Ferguson. Mm-hmm. You ain't heard Cosby. Right. right. Um, yeah. He said, you don't take it personal. If someone says my mom is the best mom in the world, but get been out of shape here in black lives matter. Check yourself. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. He got them bars. Mm-hmm. He said, fuck your breath is how a cop responds to a dying black man just shot by another cop. If you're still offended by hashtag Black Lives Matter, fuck you. Oh, he is fed up. Good for him, dog. I appreciate it, man. Niggas always trying to be so safe with their jobs and shit, and I get it, man. But, you know, like, this shit is important, man. And And it affects you. Speaking up, you know, ain't hurt nobody, man. Shout out to Theo, man. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, Guess the Race. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race and the chat room is racist all right um charge fouled after a child is dropped into a cleveland zoo exhibit oh that's right and i'm not talking about the rapper um uh, unless you're talking about mtv's fix my child uh, which ah! i don't think i don't think that's what this is about a bit, uh, uh. uh drop it into the cheetah exhibit oh thank you we heard a kid we were coming around in the gorilla tank and we heard a kid screaming. When Michael Lurie came to Cleveland Metro Park Zoo with his family, he didn't expect to see a two-year-old in a cheetah exhibit. You saw how far the drop was. You just couldn't believe that the kid didn't hurt himself from falling down on the ground. Because I'm looking at the cheetahs and then all I hear is the screams. You know what I mean? It was like screams, cheetah, then you see everybody. And it was just like everything happened so quick. Luckily, the world's fastest animal decided not to move as quick as the boy's family. I think they were more curious about what was going on and why someone was in the pen with them. 
because it's not every day that a human's just standing in the pen with them, you know? And then everybody else is screaming, so they probably got scared. Witnesses say family members rushed into the exhibit with two cheetahs and pulled the two-year-old out to safety. I was just shocked. I was just, I didn't understand how, I was more curious how the parent let the kid go over the thing. While this incident is disturbing to everyone, we are glad the injuries were not any more severe. Unfortunately, we have a number of eyewitnesses accounts that point to the strong likelihood that the child was dangled over the railing. Those eyewitnesses led Cleveland Metro Parks to serve a summons to the parents. Monday, they plan to file charges for child endangering, a first-degree misdemeanor. All right, guess the race of Michelle Schwab, the mother of the child. Check that chat room. Good. Dangling the kid like MJ and shit. Yeah, over the balcony right but with cheetahs below white says elise the color of michael jackson was when he dangled his kids over the balcony white see son they won't hurt you they have spots not one big spot white white if the baby was black they would have blamed the kid for wanting to be cheetah food one that happened to have those cheetos love that cheesy goodness oh, here kitty kitty white impossible white family White, the correct answer is white. You all got it. I don't know how you were so smart. All right. Let's, uh, actually, let's go to the bonus round. I forgot we started late today. Yes. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race for the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's one for one. See if you guys can keep it going. Uh, here we go. All right. Let's see. A woman in an online relationship beats a man with a bat at the first meeting. Oh. Yeah. Um, I guess that tender didn't go too well. Huh? An Oregon woman in an online relationship with a man from Alabama set up a table with candles and wine glasses for their first meeting. She told him to close his eyes, according to court documents. Well, then she slammed a metal baseball bat into the back of his head three times. Haley Fox, 24, Turner, was arrested Thursday. Police say the victim met Fox online sometime in 2013. This month, he agreed to move to Oregon to live with her. Samuel Campbell, 26, of Adra, Alabama, arrived Wednesday and went to her home on the 7,000 block of Lipscomb Road. Uh, a probable cause affidavit states he sat down at the outdoor table and Fox poured him some wine. After asking him to close his eyes, I know he thought he was going to get some pussy. A probable cause affidavit states that uh, Fox admitted picking up a metal bat and striking him from behind the head uh, in with a two-handed battle, batting grip. Oh man, she had perfect form. Fox stated that she started, that she played softball from grades four through 11 and knew how to hold the bat. Oh. Police said her motive was that she did not want to be his girlfriend, so she decided to hurt him. He could have just said no. Right, and not even scheduled the arranged meet, meeting. Court documents state another woman appeared after the bat attack and the victim reported hearing them talk about using duct tape to bind him. Oh. So he lived. Campbell told detectives he believed he was going to die. However, he convinced the women that he would not disclose what happened if they would take him to the hospital, according to the court documents. And they agreed. The other woman, 26-year-old Jennifer Beaumont, has been interviewed by police but is not facing charges at this time. The man suffered a fractured skull, required nine staples to his head. Oh. 
Ooh. He's been released from the hospital. Fox was booked in the Marion County Jail in charge on the charge of first degree assault. She has since uh been uh posted bail and was released from custody. Um guess the race of Haley Fox. Man. I wonder if he uh got the first base. <laughs> he got all the bases. He got a home run, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess he struck out. Haley, white, <laughs> white, black people aren't playing baseball as much this way these days. But, She's but, played softball. You knew she ain't want to date you, bro. White, what'd you say, Karen? I must say that's that's what happened when you think you're gonna steal the base. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, lived so obviously he didn't have well-developed fast twitch muscles. White, oh. fat white woman with black boyfriend. White because we all know Negroes don't play baseball. Ain't no Negroes in Oregon. White softball. Black girls run track. Only white people are this crazy. So cheese loving Becky. Oregon super glue. White cocaine. White. The correct answer is she was indeed a white lady. Mm You guys are on point today, man. You guys are getting them all, knocking them out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I guess she couldn't let it slide. She just. Nope. She just had to steal off on them. All right. Um, Let's do one more. Why not? Why not? Um, how about this one? Uh, alert, alert. Why is that in the title? <laughs> alert. M- military mistress wanted after marrying 14 U.S. service members in a fraud scheme. Oh, 14 of them. Military mistress on nationwide. I never meant to hurt oh. anyone at all, and I did. Oh, cool. I could just play this. All right, cool. Let me just rewind this. Come anyone at all, and I did. Coming to terms and opening up over serious allegations, Bobby Ann Finley is torn over the lives she's ruined. And I know that I have to pay the consequences. Bobby admits much of the last 17 years have been filled with deceit. I did hurt some people, but I was hurt in the long run also. At age 13, Bobby says she left home, telling tales of an abusive upbringing. I tried to make it on my own, and I did it the wrong way. Investigators say Bobby made a living conning young military men. I don't want people to think that I did this on purpose but authorities say she did that she would woo the men only to get access to their wallets i wanted the perfect wife bobby says though there was real love for the men she married at one minute we were fine and then the next minute buying furniture for the house jacob anderson says he too once loved bobby when they married many years ago she, she's definitely you know smart uh you know charming beautiful witty um a very convincing liar. When you think of military, you think heroes. And to know that I hurt those heroes is devastating on my part. Bobby says she is on a new path. I have issues that I need to be addressing and getting taken care of. She claims to be getting help, but knows the lives she changed can never be fixed. I've never meant to hurt anybody, and I did. I just want people to know the whole truth. So that that's actually from like 2010 when i guess they first discovered that she was out here marrying multiple uh people um so now the update basically um 
Bobby Ann Finley, a.k.a. Bobby Ann House, age 39 of Dallas, Oregon, has been implicated in a spree of check frauds totaling some $13,500 and spending across the nation. Deputies with Marion County Sheriff's Ooh. Office discovered the fraud after being called to Universal Auto Sales in New England. Um, a, I mean, in Salem, uh, Miss House coined the military mistress after she married 14 U.S. service members along with her newest husband, Zachary House, age 27, She's 39 getting them out the cradle. I see you, girl, of Dallas, Oregon, are accused of opening a Wells Fargo bank account, writing bad checks on their account. The house started, the houses started their spree in Western Oregon, moving through Oregon coastal towns into Colorado and Oklahoma. From the dates of 0311 to 03 through 0330, March 11th through 30th, the houses have written nearly $13,500 in insufficiently funded checks at locations like Cabela's, Safeway, and Bymark. The items the houses are purchasing appear to be items used for camping or surviving in rural or remote areas. The couple are driving the 2005 Cadillac Escalade to get the license plate and everything. Damn, they really want to find these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, because you got 14 different men, well, 13 different men that you, you're accountable for. Well, those days are behind her. Now she's a one-woman frauder. Okay. Well, I wonder if she have any children with these men. I don't know. Well, that's a good point. Um... The houses purchased a vehicle from Universal Auto Sales with a down payment of $1,500. The down payment was made using the same checking account the houses were using to defraud other businesses out of items and services. The house's vehicle is listed as a stolen vehicle. Uh, they did not know her cur- their current whereabouts or where sh- they'll strike next <laughs> with checks. That sounds funny, it's all. No, not blank checks. Deputies in Marion County do not have, uh, do have probable cause to arrest house for their use of fraudulent checks in the Marion County. Uh, this case has been handed over to detectives with our criminal investigation units who will be seeking assistance of Oregon Department of Justice due to jurisdictional issues surrounding the case. If you've been a victim, uh, give them a call. Uh, so guess the race of, what was her real name? Um, Bobby Ann Finley or Bobby Ann House? Mm-hmm. Let's see. White slept with the whole Wu Tang too. White. Oh, we don't don't ask, don't tell. Just marry them. White. Evil white temptress. Cream then Oreos. Support the troops in sickness and in health. White. This story is full of white girl tears and entitlement. Yeah, her her interview sounded so fucking. Well, I was hurt too. Motherfucker, are you serious? She just wanted to serve her country. White. White like the back of Wilson Fisk head. White bride in my rod. Southern white. Oh, white bride. In my Rod Southern white lady voice. Big me is for white women. Hashtag Deanna Sam. The whole ship white, civil white. The correct answer is <laughs> she was indeed a white lady. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just about three for three, man. Good job, everybody. Um, of course, we got to do the last segment because we can't move on without talking about it. She ain't gonna hurt nobody. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. We just stealing they back. Right. A man pleads guilty in a sore threat. Samuel Antonio Moya Jr. also pleaded guilty in Ottawa County Circuit Court on Monday to attempted felonious assault with a dangerous weapon. The domestic violence charge carries a maximum penalty of five years in prison. 
Oh, wait. The first sentence is the headline? Okay. A 39-year-old Grand Haven man charged with threatening his girlfriend with a sword pleaded guilty to third offense domestic violence Monday afternoon. The domestic violence charge carries a maximum penalty of five years in prison and a fine up to $5,000. The attempted assault charge is a high court misdemeanor and carries a maximum jail sentence of two years. In exchange for his plea, Moya won't face other charges, specifically witness tampering. The felonious assault charge was dismissed, and the agreement also calls for no habitual offender charge. Wow, this guy's going to be back on the street in no time. Of course. The domestic violence ain't had a sword. Nobody cares. Uh, officers from the Grand Haven Department of Public Safety arrested Moya early February 27th at his home uh, on Elliott Street. Moya's girlfriend and two children escaped the home unharmed. Moya initially refused to leave the house but surrendered peacefully after talking to officers on the phone for 30 minutes. Moya was arranged later, arraigned later in the day on a charge of felonious assault and bond was set at $50,000 cash surety. He has remained in jail since that time. Post-denied bond on Monday, pending a sentencing date set for May 4th at 1 p.m. Moya was also arrested in June 2014 when he was accused of trying to strangle his girlfriend. Mm. He pleaded no contest to charges of domestic violence, second offense, and att- attempted interfering with electronic communications. When, I mean, her phone or something like that. When sentenced mm-hmm. uh, September 2nd, 2014, Moya was ordered to serve 115 days in jail, which he had already served. So basically he was just let go he was after that. Uh, Post noted that Moya has also been convicted of domestic violence in October 2013. Moya's criminal history also includes operating while intoxicated, resisting a police officer, driving with a suspended license. That just sounds like the resume of a dude that's going to eventually kill that woman. At least that's how I feel about it. Um, anyway, tweaked audio code TBGWT. We'll be back tomorrow with a review of Game of Thrones episode one from uh, season five. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, I love you. I, I mean, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.